the Blaze Radio Network. On demand, Pat Gray is here. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, wait, that's me. What a coincidence. Uh, I'm Pat Gray, and this is where the Pat Gray broadcast is. What are the odds of that happening? Very slim. <laughs> I mean, really. It's like it's like a, a guy named Lou Gehrig getting Lou Gehrig's disease. What is the, What are the chances of that? Crazy, right? It's unbelievable. Anyway, 888-900-3393. Uh, this is Pat Gray, and uh, this is Pat Gray Unleashed. Our thoughts and prayers, though, right at the beginning here, are with our friends in Mexico who are uh, trying to dig out of the rubble. They had another, they had a, 8.2 earthquake last week, which is massive, one of the biggest uh, in recorded history. And then a 7.1, which is huge, and killed 250 or so people. And now they're really struggling to save a little girl who's trapped in rubble and a bunch of other students, too. So um, just pray for their efforts. Also, Puerto Rico trying to uh, assess all the damage and figure out where they go from here. They said... The damage in San Juan, Puerto Rico, was unlike anything they'd ever seen in modern history. Yeah. So um, the video is unreal. There's this one shot of this road that has become a raging river of mud, and it's intense. It's yeah. Keep them in your prayers as well. Really sad. Really, really sad. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Kind of interesting. Jay Z has turned down an invite to perform at the Super Bowl halftime. Now, first of all, Jay Z. It's a word I'm looking for. Oh, sucks. Uh, and I, I wouldn't want to watch Jay-Z at the Super Bowl halftime. I, I couldn't name you a Jay-Z song. Oh, you know, there's that song that goes. Um, yeah, I. I the, yeah, yeah, it's, I, I don't, I don't it's catchy, it. right? Um, so I've never, but I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of somebody turning down a Super Bowl halftime show. The, the promotion alone was supposedly reaching a billion people worldwide is worth its weight in gold. And uh, so kind of interesting. So they're looking, still looking for somebody to do the uh, halftime performance. Uh, also, we've we've got some uh, interesting statements from uh, Donald Trump over the last, as there usually are, interesting statements or tweets from Donald Trump. And we have this uh, from the Dallas Independent School District because this thing is just sweeping the country. And it's just so amazing to me and I, that I can't help but point it out again. When Trump gave that speech, the day or two after the uh, situation in Charlottesville, the real tragedy there, where someone got killed, run over by a white supremacist, uh, and he talked about, we we can't just take down all of these Confederate statues, because where does that end? Then people are going to be demanding that we take down the, uh, you know, are, are the statues of Washington and Jefferson next? And people went out of their minds trying to criticize criticize him over that because they apparently didn't understand what he was saying or they pretended not to. But what he's saying is it's a slippery slope. You start removing the Confederates, well then, okay, some of the founding fathers had slaves, so we're going to get rid of uh, those memorials too. <clears throat> well, it's happening. I mean, it's in full swing. And it happened so quickly and, of course, the people who are uh, yelling and screaming at Trump about it, uh, they're not going back and saying, oh, I guess I was wrong about Donald Trump. I shouldn't have criticized him for that because, yeah, it's happening right now. Uh, so that's why we must point it out. 
The Dallas Independent School District has decided they're going to change the names of four schools <clears throat> in uh, in Dallas. The Albert Sidney Johnston Elementary School. I guess all four of these guys are con- connected with the, I only know two of them, but all four are connected with the Confederacy. Mm. William L. Cabell Elementary School, Stonewall Jackson Elementary, and Robert E. Lee Elementary. Those last two, obvious. Okay, mm. uh, You're not going to have a Robert, Robert Lee anything uh, within a couple of years after they get done with this. <laughs> so their chief of school leadership, Stephanie Elizald, explained how these names were chosen. Oh, this would be good, right? She says, uh, this was just a very quick review <laughs> of looking at the biographies of the individuals and if there was any association with the Confederacy. Not making a judgment for or against. Just if we saw Confederacy named in it, then we highlighted it. Now we're in the process of doing a second look. Now the second look includes... This drives me out of my mind. A lot of these names I don't know. Robert Q. Mills Elementary. Oh, yeah. You know that guy was a Mm -hmm. hater? Don't act like W.H. Gaston. Mm -hmm. Wilmer Hutchins. Oh, yeah. Now all these are white people, obviously. Because white people are, are the only are the only beings on this planet who do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You would never suggest that a black person's name or a Hispanic person's name be taken off a road or a statue because they can't do anything wrong. Thus, we have... Wait a minute. Uh, you know, we have things like uh, T-shirts dedicated to uh, what's-his-face from Cuba. Um, and, the, I mean, just terrible people. Mm-hmm. Che Guevara. Che Guevara. But now look, you're you're making the assumption that anything in this hateful country of whitey make white faces would ever even name anything after someone of color. Yeah, so, well, they do. Oh. Uh, and, you know, when, when you've got a uh, Cesar Chavez Boulevard in Salt Lake City, Utah, it has no tie whatsoever to Cesar Chavez, you know, thing. and Cesar Chavez <laughs> is a guy who... Went to the border and beat savagely illegal aliens crossing the border because it hurt his labor movement in America. It's a fundamental misunderstanding. People don't, they don't know what they're talking about. So, number four on this list, James Bowie. Whoa. What has James Bowie ever done to anybody? Uh, James S. Hogg, who was elementary, which is, James Hogg was once the governor of Texas. Hmm. You have James Madison from Virginia, obviously owned some slaves. Uh, then you have Benjamin Franklin Middle School, Thomas Jefferson High School. They're all ta- they're, these are all under consideration now to have their names removed and the name of the school changed. Uh, Sam Houston Elementary School. Wait a freaking second. So, so let's just go over this a little bit. Jim Bowie. I mean, <laughs> the only thing I can think of that why for a reason as to why you would remove remove his name from a school is. He fought against Mexico, and there's Hispanics in the school, and you don't want to offend them. Or he really liked knives, and that's violent, and no. I mean, we live <laughs> in the United States of America. If you can't handle our history, uh, maybe, maybe, just maybe you shouldn't be here. Hmm. Uh, James Madison, though, Thomas Jefferson, all our founders now are being made into villains. Bigger villains than they've ever been before. And they will not stop. Until we absolutely revise all history in this country. But Ben Franklin? Benjamin Franklin was an abolitionist. He was an inventor of things we still use to this day. He was a philanthropist. Uh, He was a tremendous individual. Why would you consider 
Ben Franklin being uh, offensive to anybody. I guess just because he's white? Just uh, because he had spectacles? I mean, what? What do you have against Ben Franklin? That's pathetic. And the other thing, Sam Houston right. is a massive hero mm-hmm. in, in Texas. Sam Houston, also an abolitionist. Abolitionist. Oh, that's fine. Whatever. No, but look, a <laughs> he guy was who an was... abolitionist. He didn't he was against slavery and fought against it his whole life. Forced from office because he refused to let Texas under his watch join the Confederacy. Right, he was opposed to secession. Uh. And because he was opposed to seceding. He didn't want Texas to leave the Union, and he certainly didn't want to leave the Union over fighting for slavery because he disagreed so strongly with it. They forced him out in his, in his second go-round as governor of Texas because of it. And then he went home and died. Um, Sam Houston was an unbelievably good guy and good to minorities. And, and as I said, an abolitionist, and besides that, a friend to Native Americans, mm-hmm. to the point that they actually made him an honorary Cherokee. He was part of the Cherokee Nation. And one of the splits that Sam Houston had uh, with President Jackson was that Jackson was breaking all these treaties. They were very good friends from the, um, what war did they fight in together? I think, I think it was the War of 1812. Uh, but it may have been after that. Yeah, it was it was battling the uh, Creek Indians down south, um, and and they were very they were very close because he was one of the commanders. So, uh, but he so he went to Washington to try to change Jackson's mind about the way he was treating mm-hmm. the Indians and the treaties he was breaking. Yeah. Rather than just do this whitewashing of history, mm-hmm. why can't you teach truth to these kids? Why? Yeah. And here, here's a fun fact, if I may, on Sam Houston, is that he warned the South, you're going to get your ass kicked if you go up against the North and fight for this independence thing. And news reports from Gettysburg were just arriving to where he was on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. And so it's inconclusive if he heard about the news of Gettysburg before he died. But, man, this guy was so prescient. He, he predicted the future. Uh, he was a he, phenomenal guy. And a great he, guy, yes. He's an amazing American hero. He was an amazing Texan hero. I, I, why are you disparaging Sam? Uh, again, the only reason I can think of in Texas to, to remove Sam Houston's name from a school is because he fought against Mexico. He fought for Texas independence against Mexico. And maybe you've got Hispanic students you're trying to protect from truth. And you're you're believing they're going to be offended before anybody's been offended, mm-hmm. and he's white, and he's white, and I guess you know Franklin and and Houston are racist because they refuse to become black people, <laughs> which is apparently what it wait, takes now. Wait, that's a thing now. The only way is if you <laughs> identify as a black person, and then, but the, neither one of these guys did. Right, I see their sin now. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, we're going to lose the country if we don't stand up to this nonsense. We're we're just, I mean, well, first of all, we don't deserve the country if we don't stand up to this nonsense. This has gotten to such a ridiculous point that it, it's difficult to even speak about because they take heroes when they take great men like Sam Houston and turn them into villains. Benjamin Franklin turned into a villain Despite their life of incredible accomplishment, achievement, the fight for liberty for all, and not just white people. 
whites, blacks, Hispanics, everybody, Indians, Native Americans. The whole gambit is is what they fought for. <laughs> now, 200 years later, uh, just because they were from that time period or they fought a war that was necessary at the time for the United States to fight against Mexico, now they've got to re- they got to be removed. They're driving me out of my mind. 888 uh, uh no, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Uh, Neil in California, you're on with Pat Gray, hi. Well, you covered some very good subject there, uh, Sam Houston. <clears throat> of course, when he and others set up the uh, uh, resistance against the Mexican government that were brutalizing the peons, mm-hmm. and of course, then the Alamo happened. Uh, remember that Santana and many others that were landowners and people that treated uh, what was a feudal system as uh, the communists have treated people all over and the socialists now Venezuela. Mm-hmm. People are treated as a lower class because they all should be equal except for the hierarchy, same in North Korea. Right. So yeah, Sam Houston and others fought for an independence from Mexico because they were critical uh, about what they were doing to human beings. Um, when you see somebody with the Che Guevara T-shirt, you know, remind him that one of my customers uh, had been eight years old. He escaped from Cuba later, but he watched 250, being ex- 250 people being murdered, shot by a machine gun. Uh, of course, his family was in there, his parents, uh, 250 mm-hmm. people murdered. So there's a lot of things that go on. And when I see a Chairman Mao poster in some rich person's home that's worth millions of dollars. I don't understand that at all. Yeah, <laughs> a, I, I don't like either. Like a dartboard. I don't either. Appreciate the call, Neil. Yeah, it's, I mean, Sam Houston, maybe they're mad at the fact that when he won the war, he won it so decisively. One of the most decisive military victories in the history of the world, not just America, in the history of the world, was the battle at San Jacinto, just outside of Houston where he routed the Mexican army in 18 minutes and brought <laughs> freedom to the, the Republic of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now y- you can't name a middle school after him. It's yeah, unbelievable. You forgot, you forgot. There was a couple of scraped knees and elbows by the Texans during that fight. Right. So, I mean, that was... Remove his name. Mm-hmm. It's time to say goodbye to Big Mobile and hello to freedom. We all know the big government's at the root of many of our problems, but did you know that Big Mobile as in your cell phone company right now that you're using, they take a portion of the proceeds and and put it straight into the pockets of organizations like Planned Parenthood, uh, organizations that advocate for issues like sanctuary cities and gun control. I I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but Big Mobile, that's the only way I can... I I can't afford some little or smaller company. I No. Patriot Mobile is the only conservative cell phone company in America where a portion of your Patriot Mobile bill goes directly to funding traditional family values, religious freedom, and opportunities for American citizens. But also, listen to this incredible deal. You get the same nationwide coverage and also unlimited talk and text starting at $20 a month. When was the last time you heard that? Never? So how do you find them? Call 1-800-PATRIOT or check out their website, patriotmobile.com slash pad. 1-800-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash pad. Time to say goodbye to Big Mobile and hello to freedom with Patriot Mobile. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network.
day on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh this is kind of fun. <laughs> you know, a few minutes ago we were talking about how upside down the country is and we gotta take a stand. Nah, it's not necessary. Listen to this. Okay. In France, they're considering whether to make asking a woman for her phone number a criminal offense. Whoa, wait yeah. a second. Yeah. Under new plans, bugging women for their telephone number and following them could also be prohibited. The red card could be shown to French uh, men who wolf whistle. Crackdown coming after surveys that show virtually all French women have been harassed on public transport in the street or elsewhere at some time. Hmm. And the new leader, uh, who's a you know not exactly a conservative, mm-hmm. Emmanuel uh, Macron, has pledged to end all of this. <laughs> Only a few countries, Belgium, <laughs> Portugal, have banned... Uh, Taking a woman's phone or asking her for her phone number. Uh, wait, this has already happened? I, I don't know how you even have a oh my date. Gosh, life in prison for Jeffy. What? Wait a second here. This is this is already, so it may be proposed in France. Mm-hmm. It's already, it's already, it's already law. a law in Belgium and Portugal. Dear God. This is why we left that freaking continent in the first place. What about email addresses? It sucks. Hmm? I don't know. Twitter handle? Uh, you shouldn't be able to ask her anything. In fact, <laughs> men should not be allowed to talk to women. Yeah, they're okay. We're good. Can yep. we just we're can done. we just end that practice? Let's start there. And then if you do, I think you go directly to the guillotine. Mm-hmm. Mm, France is good at that. We know some lawyers <laughs> believe men should only be prosecuted when police officers witness an offense. Uh, an offense. Others say women should be able to file criminal <laughs> complaints against offenders at a later date. Yes, uh, a man asked me for my phone number. I want him arrested immediately. And how do you even prove that he asked for your phone number? Whoa, 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 ma'am, ma'am, I'm so sorry. Could you, we've got a special victims unit. Why don't you have a seat here? We'll get you some coffee. I know, I know this is a bad day for you. Ma'am, I'm sorry. Repeat what you just told us, please. Oh, gosh. Are you saying he asked for your full phone number, all 10 digits? Oh, no. Do uh, they even use 10 digits? I don't know. Do they I don't put know. a one in front of They're them? They're so backward. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. So here's the uh, example they use. Um, the Undersecretary for Gender Equality has defended this plan. She says, well, imagine you're a woman in an underground train. I'm a man. I follow you. Okay. You get off the train, I get off. Okay. You get on another train, I get on one too. Now, they what? couldn't actually be going the same place. We no. know that's impossible. No. <laughs> the, man, the man must be stalking the woman. Right. He can't be going to the We're same place at the same time. We're not even talking yet about the phone number swap. I ask you for your phone number. Okay. I ask again. I ask a third time. You feel oppressed. That's street harassment. That's worthy of a criminal offense. Hey, France, you've wow. got a socialist government that's trying to be a nanny state for everybody there. You might want men and women to start mm. procreating there. I don't know. Uh, this is uh, standing in the way of, uh, of feeding your uh, welfare state. Hmm? It's crazy. Uh, Stuart in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Yeah, look, Pat. You know, women. All women should be. We should believe them. I mean, that's what yes, Hillary well, told us. Hillary told you us know that. It, we ha- they have a right to be believed. If I if I tell you my younger day, they, I'd be under the jail. <laughs> uh, at any rate, uh, you know, this, this is going. I tell you where this is going. Let's take the Marine Corps uh, Memorial up in D.C. Mm-hmm. They're going to take that down because, after all, our Marines fought mm-hmm. in the Pacific Theater fighting the Japanese, and we had the audacity to encamp all those Japanese. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Would not surprise me at all. I mean, going to happen. I don't, I don't know. Appreciate the call, Stuart. I, I don't know where it will end because it's gone so quickly already. It's It's gone from confederacy to founding fathers to uh, people you've never even heard of. I mean, most people on this list for Dallas of the names they want to re- remove from elementary schools and middle schools, high schools, James S. Hogg. Most people don't even know who James Hogg was. What do you... He wasn't he wasn't a pro slavery guy. He he was the governor of Texas for a while. Uh he's best known for naming for naming his daughter Ima. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. So what's he, her name? I mean, is that a capital offense? If you want to make that an issue, maybe maybe you got something there. James Hogg names his daughter Ima Hogg. <laughs> <laughs> she turned out to be a great woman, by the way. First lady of Texas. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I, my gosh. I don't know. But why is he on the list? Is it because uh-huh. is it because he's named after poultry and that's the other white meat? I don't know. Wait, poultry? Maybe. Wait a minute. Hog? No, poultry is actually uh, chicken. Yeah. So, so I s- strike that. But it is the other white meat. Or, uh, you, Maybe you know that's what? why. Hang on a second. Hog? Maybe he's offending Muslims who don't want to have anything to do with pigs and stuff. That wouldn't surprise me either. Anna in New Mexico, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, I have a question for you. You know how they're trying to rename the schools uh-huh. in Texas. I'm wondering if they're going to start renaming all the towns and cities through Texas. Yeah, Sam Houston oh. isn't uh, it isn't appropriate. Then don't you have to change the yeah. name of the city of Houston? Yeah, I think they need to get ready to start changing in back east too. All the names of these states, cities, towns. And my second question is, when Hillary, when is she going to come back on your show? <laughs> <laughs> really miss seeing her. Uh, yeah, we'll have to book her again <laughs> very soon. Thanks, Anna. Appreciate it. Triple eight seven two seven. No, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Yeah, I mean, it's not enough for the for, for the memorials and the statues and the schools. You would really have to look at cities. I just, and then you're running into a situation like they had in the Soviet Union, where there's Stalingrad, and then Stalin fall, falls out of favor, and you change it to Leningrad, or it starts as Leningrad, goes to Stalingrad, then goes back to Leningrad. I don't even know what that city is called anymore. Hmm. But that's who does that kind of thing because they re, they revise history to fit whosoever agenda that's in power right now. I thought we were above that, frankly, but no, clearly. <laughs> Clearly, we are not. No. By the way, I looked up some of these names, you know. You got uh, the, the four in the Dallas area. Uh, so, obviously, Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, we know from uh, Civil War. Um, also from the Civil War would be this William Cabell guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Albert Sidney Johnston. Um, he was, what did uh, he do? He was in the, uh, the war against Mexico. So Okay. So, he wasn't a slave yeah. owner. He wasn't, no. he wasn't for slavery. Here. So, it is. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Is oh. anybody who fought against Mexico because we can't offend Hispanic students? Oh, hang on a second. I'm sorry. This guy is evil. Not only was he a Texian against the, the Mexicans, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He actually also fought in the Black Hawk War, okay? The Texas War of Independence, Mexican-American War, the Utah War, and the American Civil War. You know, this guy's just a warring warmonger, so I'm sorry. He's, uh, we can't have him on anything. And that's Albert Johnston? Uh, that's Johnson. Mm-hmm. Johnston. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I... So. Who knows? Uh, there's a list of 20 names here, and I, we've told you about mm-hmm. some of them, but like Sydney Lanier, nobody. Now, wait a minute. That's John Lake Lanier. Ireland. Lake Lanier in Georgia. 
Kleberg Elementary, William B. Travis, Sydney Lanier William was Brown a Miller, poet. So, Wait a second. So ridiculous. I gotta look this. What the heck? Like this is the stupidest thing. Sydney Lanier. He was a musician, poet, and author. Oh crap! Here we go. Serving the Confederate Army. There we go. So no, he's here. I mean, out. that's legitimate. Bye. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared, you know, for what they're trying to do, that at least mm-hmm. has some legitimacy. Larry in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hey Pat. Hey Pat. How you doing this morning? Good. Now, see, if you're in France and you get arrested for asking a woman for her phone number, mm-hmm. just identify as a woman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You know. Wouldn't that be great if we just start using their stupidity against them and do that kind of stuff? Ah, just to show them how ridiculous they really are. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. gone mad triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three we're renaming schools we're bringing down statues uh we're but on the other hand we're tolerating things like uh an art exhibit where the cops are portrayed as pigs in uniform we'll get into that coming up here in a few minutes uh, mary in north carolina you're on the blaze hi Hey, Pat. Uh, down here, they're talking about uh, changing the names of military bases mm. that are named after Confederate soldiers. Uh, I don't know if you were aware of that or not. But, no, uh, I hadn't heard that. Uh, like, it, what is it in North Carolina? Is that Fort Bragg? Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg, Hopefully yeah. Hopefully it won't yeah. be Fort Obama <laughs> or I'm leaving this state. <laughs> don't be surprised if it but, is. Uh, Get your bags packed. All right. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> uh, Jeff in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Uh, this is Jeff, Jeff in Tucson, Arizona, talking about changing all the names and stuff. Uh, they've got a statue of Pancho Villa in our town square, you know, in the middle of downtown Tucson. We can't get rid of that, but they'll get rid of the, the Confederate stuff and crazy stuff like that. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, uh, again, we're completely upside down in this society. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Bill in Utah. Hi, you're on with Pat Gray. Yes, uh, Seeing how they're making you know, change all the names of the schools and tear down the statues, shouldn't they make the people change their last names? Oh, from, for instance, Jefferson or Washington? Right. Right. What if somebody, what if somebody is a, like a minority, is forced to say your name or to hear right. it being spoken? It's oh. a good point, Bill. Well, you've started us down a whole new path wow. of, uh, of togetherness and inclusiveness and diversity. Thank you. Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and then there's the the Sacramento State thing. In Sacramento State, police officers are being portrayed because there could be as pigs. only one. Sam Adams, October wow, Fest. that's a good ad. Let's let it keep going. 
I, I love it when websites just start playing. <laughs> I know. They just, I mean, you might not have even clicked on it in an hour or two. And then all of a sudden, sound is coming from somewhere. Remember me? What is that? <laughs> I didn't click on it. That should not be that should not be allowed. Oh, let's uh, have a If you want to deal with a real problem yeah. in America, huh. it's that yeah. automatic sound starting on computers Needs and on websites. Mm-hmm. Drives me out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was fun though. Po- I mean. Police officers portrayed as pigs in a student art exhibit at Sacramento uh, State is gaining some attention, as you might imagine. Uh, Jacob Lewis is a senior art student, and he said there's more than meets the eye in his paintings. Is oh, a transformer? Even if he does say so himself. There's more than meets the eye here. I'm a very deep thinker, and uh, most people probably aren't as deep thinking as I am, so I'm going to explain it to you. He said there's a lot of deeper meanings in there. <laughs> wow. Okay, Lewis said it's it's his political avenue to express feelings of injustice. I need to send a message with my work rather than just paint something that looks cool. So that's why he started painting pigs in uniforms last year during the controversial police brutality stories that were popping up all the time. One of these pigs in a uniform is seen shooting aimlessly with a bandana around his eyes. Another is depicted as a big, well, fat slob. He even painted F the police because, you know, that's art. (laughs) Not all cops are to blame for the situation. Oh, thanks for granting us that. (laughs) But I'm basically just trying to bring attention to the fact that there are a lot of bad cops out there. Yeah, not as many as you think. Uh, I, I would hazard a guess that here's another guy who thinks he knows the issue who thinks that cops are just indiscriminately killing black people and Hispanics just because they don't like them, just because they've generally decided that those uh, aren't people they want around on this planet anymore, so they just shoot them when they see them. So ridiculous. Please look into the facts of these cases. There are a few on the campus who believe it's offensive and it's not art, like Ariana Perez, She's a grad student. She's going into law enforcement. So you might think, okay, well, yes, obviously she's going to be offended, and she is. She said police officers, they put on a uniform and go out to work every single day, and to view them or perceive them as something like this, it's pretty upsetting. Yeah, they're putting their lives on the line for you. And, And they would defend your right to portray them as pigs in uniforms. And this is the treatment they get. How would you like it if there were no police? Hey, how about this? Try this, Mr. Artist. Next time you're in trouble, next time you hear a noise in your home in the middle of the night, and you don't have a gun because guns are offensive too, and you'd never think to even have one or use one, um, don't call the police. Handle it yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want one of those pigs showing up. Handle it yourself. Let's see what happens. These ingrateful. Idiots. Uh, Santo in uh, in Texas. Where in Texas are you, Santo? West Texas, down by Brown Brownwood. Okay, welcome to the blaze. Yeah, I was just wondering if, if white history was the only history that they found repugnant. I'm, I'm Comanche, and I'm wondering when they start coming after our history as well, because we've got cities like Santa Lipan, Kwana, that mm-hmm. are named after uh, you know the Comanche, but Comanche were brutal. Uh, the Indian Wars lasted over 70 years, and uh, some horrific things happened. You know, when 
or are they going to put them on a pedestal? Hmm. What happens? Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I don't think they'll ever come after Native Americans because you're a minority. And and it's just you can't go after minorities. But because white people are white people and they're in the majority – and they've been that way for a long time. Are they? Uh, you, they can they can erase all that history. They could paint us into villains. We all of us are bad. It's pretty amazing. Appreciate the call, Santo. Uh, in California, Peter. Hi, you're on the blaze. Um, good morning. Of morning. course, this would now lead us to having to change the names of a lot of major cities, like Chicago, which are using Indian names to no- name themselves. And thus, that's cultural appropriation. We can't possibly have that. <laughs> there are so many ridiculous uh, progressive and liberal oddities right now. And, and cultural appropriation is among the worst of them. That's just, I mean, it's that's going to be to the point where we won't be able to have a Halloween anymore. You, you just won't be able to put on a costume anymore. Alan in Kentucky. Hi, you're on the blaze. Oh, yes. Uh, I was just thinking... Maybe we need to turn around and look at this from the backside. If we change all the names and get rid of all the history, mm-hmm. in 30 years, they can't look back and say, oh, there was slavery, because they can't prove it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, appreciate it, Alan. Thanks. Prove slavery was a thing. It's not anywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, history is the only thing I think that will vindicate uh, people with any common sense right now. I, I think in 50 years, people are going to look back on this time period and say, what in the hell happened? What was wrong with these guys? Cultural appropriation? They were worried about statues when the nation was $20 trillion in debt and had two wars going on simultaneously with the threat of a third in North Korea, and what they're worried about is the Robert E. Lee statue downtown? That end, don't call me a man, just on appearance alone. Wait, that one hits a little close to home, actually, based on my fear of spiders and things. But anyway, I see your point. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we are getting further and further away from the actual things that we need to be discussing. And um, I don't know, the country is uh, burning to the ground while we're worried about gender appropriation and statues that might hurt our feelings. And in some states, literally burn into the ground. We've got eight states that are on fire right now. Maybe that's a little more important than the dumb statue thing. Charlie, you're on the blaze. Yeah, I think what we got to do is eliminate German cars, Japanese cars, because they're hurting my feelings. <laughs> I mean, there was Pearl Harbor and... The, the world wars. I mean, we got your rid of this stuff. It's terrible. Well, who founded Volkswagen? Yeah. Adolf Hitler. Adolf <laughs> Hitler. I don't want to see a Volkswagen on the street anymore. I think we have to sit and pile them babies up and blow the things off the ground. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Yeah, and don't try to pretty it up with your little flower and the little vase in the middle there. We know where the history of that car is. I wonder if that's if that's the solution to this. We Overton window them. We go so extreme. We say, yeah, you're right about the statue. And what about the cars that yes. were made by Adolf Hitler? I like it. What about the Autobahn? Should that not be bulldozed? The entire stretch of it. I don't, <laughs> I don't care if you can go as fast as you want. It was, it was built under the direction of Adolf Hitler. It needs to be torn up completely. Yeah. 888-933-93. Huh. It's Pat Gray. Speaking of all this madness. Hmm. 
Earlier this month, Education Secretary Betsy DeVos gave a speech in which she announced her intent to roll back Obama-era Title IX guidelines meant to protect sexual assault survivors and hold universities accountable for investigating assaults. On the surface, that probably sounds really bad, but uh, DeVos noted that there's false reporting um, and there are false claims and we've seen many high-profile instances of that. That that Virginia case that Rolling Stone took and ran with as if it were true, and it turned out not to be true. Well, you've you've already tainted and ruined lives. The Duke lacrosse team they ran with that for a year and a half before it was discovered. None of those guys did anything wrong. They didn't rape the stripper that came to their their house, their frat house. And she even broke down and admitted it. And you had you had that buffoon uh, down on his down there on his bullhorn, Al Sharpton, yelling about how terrible these people were and that they they're not being prosecuted swiftly enough, trying to virtually lynch these guys. And none of what she said happened ever did. So you've already ruined their careers. You know, you shut down the lacrosse. And Duke is, by the way, one of the better lacrosse programs in the country. Shut down their season. They had to stop. Um, that hurt recruiting. That uh, threw them off uh, as far as a sports program for years. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out nothing should have happened. Nothing should have ever been said about this because they didn't rape her. They didn't do anything to this woman. She completely made it up. So, um, Betsy DeVos is trying to remedy some of this. Washington has burdened schools with increasing elaborate and confusing guidelines that even lawyers find difficult to understand and navigate. Every survival of sexual misconduct must be taken seriously. That's true. Every student accused of sexual misconduct must know that guilt is not predetermined. So the person writing this article then opines under DeVos, it appears the education department will be taking the both sides approach on the issue of campus sexual assault, equivocating two fundamentally unequal perspectives and experiences. The consequences to this are tragic. Already low reporting rates may drop substantially and equally concerning by lumping together survivors with accused students. Her speech seemed to suggest that campus sexual assault is an exaggerated issue. Well, yeah, because guess what? It is an exaggerated issue. The claim that one in five women are raped in school at college is a lie. It's just not true. It's being thrown out there as if it's absolute hardcore fact. They didn't have that kind of they didn't have that kind of rape percentage. Uh, in the genocidal maniac time in Rwanda. Under DeVos, it, it appears the education department uh, suggested that 90% of accusations fall into the category where we were both drunk, we broke up, and six months later I found myself under investigation because she just decided that our last sleeping together was not quite right. Well, that, that does happen. It is a problem. And there have been so many high-profile stories 
that prove that out. Uh, you can't just throw this blanket out and say that all these college guys are rapists, uh, especially when both parties are drunk. And now that's considered rape. She can say yes, but if she's under the influence of alcohol, and even if he is too, it can be considered rape. Really amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Pat Gray unleashed. Let me tell you about Cosmo Hurts Kids. CosmoHurtsKids.com is on a mission. The founder of this mission is Victoria Hurst, and she is part of the Hurst family. Hearst Corporation publishes Cosmopolitan magazine, but she believes that Cosmo contains pornography that's harm- harmful to children. The campaign isn't trying to censor the magazine. They're not trying to change their cont- cont- content, and they're not trying to drive them out of business. Her only goal here is just to have the state's material harmful to minors laws applied to Cosmopolitan, and then that way, nobody under 18 can buy it. So... Everybody wins, right? You want to buy the thing and you're an adult, go ahead. But your kids can't. So she still believes in first in the First Amendment. She believes in free speech. She believes that Cosmo has the right to be published. Just doesn't believe it should be sold to, to kids. So if you believe like she does, that we all need to take a stand against pornography being sold to anybody under 18, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. Again, the address, CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network, and you can listen anywhere. Download the free app for your iPhone or iPad now at theblaze.com slash radio. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. At Pat Unleashed on Twitter. On telephone, 888-900-3393, and here on The Blaze. Uh, so, got some tweets that are coming our way. Yeah, let's and- see. Boy, look at this. Fat little douche sending you a tweet. He says, if you keep talking junk, he's going to have his agent, Jeffy, sit on you. <laughs> so, uh, somebody created an account. It's awesome, yeah. Under the title, Fat Little Douche. And he's threatening you. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, we got uh, at Pax Plastica. Says uh, things named for Ben Franklin need a name change because public libraries, hospitals, and fire departments are all known oppressors. <laughs> uh, let's see. Boss One Two tweets out to you. Um, has Sheila Jackson Lee announced she will be changing her name due to the triggering potential from the hate? Mm. Look at that. See, mm-hmm. you got to do it, Sheila mm-hmm. Jackson Lee. She's got Jackson and Lee. Whoa! In her I name. Was, yeah, I was hung up on Lee. Oh, good point. Pretty bad. That's rough. Uh, Lewis in North Dakota, you're on the blaze. Yeah, your tweet just beat me to it about Sheila Jackson Lee. <laughs> oh, oh man, stole wow. your thunder. How, so how sorry. How about Samuel L. Jackson? We'll throw him out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that works too. Uh, great minds think alike. Thanks, Lewis. In Ohio, let's go to Dave. Dave, you're on the blaze. 
Yeah, I was wondering if they have a list of uh, names they were going to rename those school with. No, you know, they, they haven't said Kowalinski yet. Kowalinski Middle School, mm-hmm. Mao Middle School. You know, I mean, <laughs> just got to think of that. I mean, because you know they're coming after the schools. No it, question. Washington, that state, maybe Washington, D.C., mm. we have to look at. Yes. Look very closely. Yes. Okay, thank, thank you. Well, yeah, Thanks, Dave. And, and we can't name them PS1, PS2, PS3, because then there's going to be some inferiority situations there, you know? Yeah. PS1's going to feel like they're better than PS2 and so on. And you can't rank them. I mean, that's that's rough. Maybe we could just uh, use our noodles and stop the nonsense. How about that? That's boring. No, you don't want to. Uh, Common is, sense is so passe, Pat. Come on, man. That's just plain crazy talk right there. <sighs> we can't do that. Uh-uh. We also found out recently, according to uh, <clears throat> Ohio State, only only white people can be racist. Yeah. If your skin color is white, only you can be a racist. Kind of like uh, Smokey the Bear used to tell us that only you can prevent forest fires. Uh-huh. Well, if you're white, only you can be a racist. So congratulations. <laughs> and it's impossible for you to be a victim. Um a workshop was held at Ohio State University this week aimed to teach white students about their privilege and how not to act racist. I'm telling you, don't send your kids into these dens of progressivism. And Don't do and it. Anytime a story starts with a workshop was held, I mean, that, that lays the groundwork right there. Whiteness grants you power and access to things. Okay. One student said during the workshop, as a white woman, I can walk into any space and know that my white privilege will grant me power and access to things that someone else is not going to experience. What are you talking about? That is so asinine. If you walk into a store, if I walk into a store, what extra power do I have over a black or Hispanic? Shut up. I you, I can't even... 20 students attended the workshop. During the event, the African-American student in asked Angie Wellman, associate director in the Student Life Multicultural Center, who led the event, if white only white people are racist. And she said yes, because they're the ones <laughs> you have to have power in order to, uh, to be a racist. Now, Barack Obama was a black person, and he was in power for eight years. So during that administration, no blacks could be? Racist? Here's the de- let me read you the definition of racism. Okay. Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. Huh. Now the other one, um the belief that all members of each race possess characteristics or abilities specific to that race. So you're generalizing based on the color of their skin, especially so as to distinguish it as inferior or superior to another race or races. Uh, that applies to everyone. So, man. Uh, Gene in Idaho. Hi, you're on the blaze. Um, I would just like to say that 300 uh, white Christian, 300,000 white Christian men died to free the black man during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And then I'd also like to Wasn't say uh, the most racist thing that I know of is teaching Darwinism in our classes. If you read the original 1848 or 52 Darwin book, mm-hmm. it uh, discusses how black men are lower on the evolutionary scale than white men, and even that women are lower than men. My gosh. And, 
that's why, if anybody ever wondered, the leakies are always looking for the earliest man. They always look in Africa. It's because the primitive people are the black people. And that's why According they look to Darwin. For. Right. Yeah, and right. that can't be any more racist than I can imagine. <laughs> Thanks, Gene. Uh, Earl in New Mexico. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to comment about the uh, Robert E. Lee statues and so on. Yeah. Most people today don't even know who they are. Uh, but a little fact, when I was in London in 1989, uh, there was a statue of George Washington, and the people of uh, London, mostly, uh, did not like the statue being there. In order to have the statue, they had soil imported from America to put underneath the statue in <laughs> London. <laughs> And it's sort of like, wow. uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's just a little fact that stuck with me from the 15 days of traveling through Europe in 89. Thanks, Earl. <laughs> Amazing. 888 It's Pat Gray, Unleashed. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Uh, wow, we're seeing some devastating scenes in Puerto Rico. They're they're just that's essentially been wiped out. Mexico City is much of it in rubble after a 7.1 earthquake. There are certainly some things going on as you look toward this this apocalyptic prediction by uh, some numerologist about Saturday being the beginning of the apocalypse. And we are supposed to look for signs in the heavens and on the earth. If you're if you're a Christian, if you're if you believe in the Bible, you know that certain things have been foretold. Uh, it's just that not enough things have come to pass yet uh, for this to be the end. So I'm quite skeptical that Saturday will be the end. It's 33 days after he says 33 is a big is a big deal because Jesus lived on the earth for 33 years, and now we're Saturday will mark 33 days since the total eclipse of the sun in North America, hmm. and I I think he cited some other things too. Uh, I would cite the nonsense that's going on with our statues and renaming things yeah. and cultural appropriation. And uh, I mean, we ha- there's no question that something's going on, that we're headed towards uh, some sort of reckoning because our society is just, it's just getting so stupid, so lacking in common sense that it's hard to believe something's not coming eventually. I just don't, it's not Saturday. Would be my guess. Just yeah. not Saturday. I always thought the world wouldn't end on a weekend, though. Like, that just seems like a weekday event to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Why? I don't know. It just seems... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to chill out on the weekend. The last thing I want is to be, like, worrying about the end of the world. Yeah. Just saying. But no, seriously, though, uh, the things that we are having to talk about and spend time and waste breath on these days compared to, say, five years ago, 10 years ago, and just go back and just take a sampling mm-hmm. of a newspaper headline, a newspaper front page, 
over the course of like the last 50 years. It's just madness what we're discussing now compared to, like I said, just five years Looked ago. About it. It's it's really unbelievable. I love this story too. Back in October 2015, um, after a London performance of Shakespeare's Hamlet, big star Benedict Cumberbatch. I, <laughs> I think there was a law passed that he must be in every movie released from now on. <laughs> He's just all of a sudden exploded, and I like him as an actor. He's, you know, he's good. He's he's in uh, the new Sherlock Holmes on the BBC. Mm. If you've ever seen that, he's he's in Star Trek. He played Khan wow. in Star Trek. You you know who this is? I right? haven't seen this guy in anything. Um, he's in everything. I hear that. But huh. he used his curtain call when okay. they they did a curtain call after his performance, and he came out and lectured the people in in the theater. Because the British government had only accepted 20,000 Syrian refugees. And he said, F the politicians. Only actually said the word. Uh, and then he asked the audience to contribute money to the cause. He said, we got to do something about it. Uh, and so people started tweeting <laughs> and saying, hey, don't you have a house? Why don't you house some refugees? How about you open up and do something yourself? Mm-hmm. And he he mentions that in the latest issue of uh, a magazine called The Big Issue, and he says, you know, we looked into it. We did look into it, <laughs> but we had then a very new baby, maybe four or five months old. Maybe people had a point. I don't understand why some might think I should be housing people instead <laughs> of complaining about a government not doing it. But I was trying to raise awareness <laughs> that we can do more as a society. <laughs> Now, he's not saying, I want to do more. He's just saying our government should do more. Oh, okay. Because I do feel we are able to do more than just recover bodies. So he looked into it and then decided, no. No. It's not safe. It's not smart. I don't want to. Set the example, man. Let's go. (laughs) I love it. Seriously. I love the hypocrisy. That's fantastic. Lisa in Texas. You're on the blaze. Hi. Huh. I had a few comments from uh, the discussions earlier, and I have one about Benedict Cumberbatch as well. All right. If you challenge people like Benedict and all the other uh, left-wingers, mm-hmm. uh, particularly Hollywood, if you challenge them, they're going to crawfish oh, on you every absolutely. time. Absolutely. And I was a teacher for a number of years, for 24 years. I'm retired now, but I discovered that most of the teachers I was working with were incredibly Democrat, progressive teachers. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me that this is where the problems with much of our society has come from. They've hijacked the American education system, especially colleges and universities, and they've distorted, deleted, and diminished factual history. Mm-hmm. To serve their own false truths. You're exactly right. And uh, exactly apparently, right. Apparently, the word rape no longer has the meaning that it used to even 10 years ago. Because if you've been raped, you know its real definition. Right. So I blame all of this on our progressive education. <clears throat> no question. Thanks, Lisa. They, they won that battle. Uh, we didn't see it coming. We didn't understand what, what was going to happen, apparently. Uh, we didn't pay attention, and while we were looking the other way, concentrating on other things, they took over the education system in America. John Dewey and uh, and his contemporaries.
took over the education system and they did this systematically, they did it on purpose. They did it with the goal of re-educating Americans to believe a few things. One, their parents don't know anything or very little. And they should be different from their parents. And they shouldn't they should have different values from their parents because their parents are old fashioned and they don't know the new way to do things, the enlightened way to do things. They don't understand inclusion and tolerance and diversity. Now you you know there's nothing wrong with uh, same-sex marriage. You know the the earth is burning up because of global warming. Your parents don't understand any of that. They've done a brilliant job. And they've taken over almost every school in the United States of America. So, yeah, it really makes it tough. And that's why I say all the time, if your kids are in public school, make sure you're supplementing or you're finding out what they're learning and, and you can add your input. I mean, I want I think you want your kids to make up their own mind, but they got to have all the facts. They have to understand that, that teachers and professors have an agenda. And a lot of times it's an anti-American agenda. Rick in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Love Hi. your show. Thank you. Hey, I wanted, I wanted to point out that if they're going to tear down and, and these statues and all these things, then what about the city of Philadelphia, which is a progressive city in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, you got Liberty Bell. You're right. You got, you got the Ben Franklin Bridge. Yeah. I mean, for goodness sake, you got, you got the Elton John song, Philadelphia Freedom. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. You have the, don't you have a Rocky statue somewhere around there? Like, Uh-oh. Yeah, that's, that's got to go. I mean, that's got to go. Gotta that guy go. was brutal and stupid. Oh, he was. You see so, him in the ring? Oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. Sylvester Stallone just killed them guys. <laughs> oh, he, Thanks, beat up a, he, he beat up a black man, too, didn't he? Or? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Maria in Texas, you're on the blaze. Yes, hello. Hi. I just want to comment that I'm just livid about uh, the name changes in schools and uh, mm. taking down uh, Confederate statues and all that. I mean, what, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to do away with all our history? Isn't our history important? Uh, not just uh, white history, black history. I mean, wh- like you had commented earlier, where will this all end? Yeah, yeah, and right. You, and, uh, um, well, you had commented that uh, the, uh, the Robert E. Lee statue was taken down. Mm-hmm. It got taken down later on in the day where people couldn't go really and uh, protest or make a big fuss about it. Yeah, they didn't and even say anything. Caused, exactly. It was just, it, they just sprung up on, on the park and tore it down or took it away. And it cost the city about half a million dollars to tear it down. Right. Or to take it away. Who knows where they put it. And it cost and, somebody their life, too, because the crane they brought from Houston fell on another exactly. car on the way to Dallas and killed a guy. Uh, unbelievable exactly. stuff. Appreciate the call, Maria. That's another thing we don't even mention is the cost of all of this. Just to rename each of these schools in Dallas on the marquee, they estimate it to be twenty-five to $100,000 each. Twenty-five to twenty-five thousand to $100,000? Stop it. And then you're whining about the fact that you don't have enough money in education. And, and that, you know, why don't you take that money and apply it towards better teachers, more material, 
why don't you do something that helps the kids learn rather than, you know, remove names that, I mean, what difference does it make? Even if, even if they are Confederate soldiers, the name of the school is not hurting anyone. It's just not. And if it is, just tell them to get over it. Move on. Thank you. Brent in Idaho. You're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. Um, yeah, I just uh, wanted to comment on the uh, situation now where if you're white, you're just assumed to be racist. Yeah. There was an article in our uh, Idaho Statesman, a very liberal newspaper recently, about a study where uh, Idaho was the second most racist state. And what really jumped out at me was because we are predominantly a, a white state. So I, I just hate that assumption. Was that actually named as one of the factors? That, yes. that it's yes. predominantly white? <laughs> yes. Like, that's a data yeah. point. Isn't that great? <laughs> Are you supposed to kidnap blacks and bring them to your state and force them to live there? <laughs> uh, I, guess, <laughs> what I guess so. <laughs> what? It's oh. uh, amazing. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. Appreciate the call, Brent. Uh, you, you might find that in the northern states, there are mostly white people. And I think it's because, I don't know why it is. I, I guess... If you're to listen to some black comedians, they don't like the cold. <laughs> so that's not coming from me. That's it was Chris Rock or one of those guys said, yeah, we're, I'm not living in Minnesota. I'm not going to live in Montana. It's too cold there. Right. Uh, it's I mean, it's just so ludicrous. Yeah. So I guess Vermont being a socialist paradise mm-hmm. and being completely white. I hope they're up there on that list with Idaho. Yeah, Maine, mm. uh, New Hampshire, all of those states with liberal leanings. Linda in Washington. Oh, and what? By the way, what a racist! Uh, what a racist state name! <laughs> whoa, that is. whoa, whoa! Oh yeah, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, we had a thought as a former educator that perhaps instead of having the knee-jerk reaction from somebody in an office in a school district, why not give the opportunity to the school? children to have units of study to study about this individual perhaps they have a relative that is still living that could Mm -hmm. uh, supply some information have the whole community the parents the teachers use this as an opportunity to to research to find out about this person then decide whether or not this person is somebody that is reprehensible or whether it's somebody that uh, from whom you could learn something Mm -hmm. yeah you mean Educate students right. in a school? Oh, I know it's a frightful thought. Perhaps <laughs> that just somebody. scares me. I don't even. Lind- Linda's confusing the charter of these schools, which is to brainwash children, not educate them. Okay. Thanks a lot, Linda. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about uh, preparing for emergencies. Boy, is there a be- has there ever been a time that shows you how important it is to be prepared for an emergency? Is there a better time than this? Earthquakes? Uh, fire? Um, floods? Hurricanes? Tornadoes? Um, you name it, and we've experienced it somewhere on the planet. It's not easy to prepare for emergencies. There's a lot of conflicting information. I'm just a tad skeptical, though, about FEMA's recommendations for three days' worth of food and I'm also skeptical about FEMA's ability to be a first responder. That's not why the agency was set up in the first place. 
But the folks at My Patriot Supply have been doing this for years, and they understand. They understand how to help you become prepared. The best part is they'll share all that knowledge with you and give you personalized guidance every step of the way. It's really easy. I, I trust My Patriot Supply, which is why we have our, our year supply of food from them. It's just a no-brainer. Get their new 70-serving survival food supply for only $67, less, obviously, than a dollar per serving. If you call right now, 888-893-9140, 888-893-9140, or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. Survival food that lasts, that tastes really good. People will tell you all the time, well, you'll eat anything if you're hungry enough. Well, maybe, but you don't have to. You can also eat really delicious food. Wouldn't that be better? 888-893-9140 or at preparewiththeblaze.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. returns on the blaze radio network welcome 888-900-3393 it's pat gray who do we have on uh, joan okay our uh our call thing just blew up uh so i've got no idea uh, it's joan <laughs> from florida though uh joan you're on the blaze hi Hi, uh, my my name is Joanne from uh, Joanne. Ruskin, okay. Florida. That's mm-hmm. okay. I'm right near Tampa. Uh, I want to talk about Hurricane Irma right now. Yeah. And we just went through that and watching it on TV. I was calling my family, thinking I was saying goodbye, but everybody mm. in my community got together, helped one another, put shutters up, uh, having generators, people staying because we had nowhere to go. We were going to shelters and they were turning you away. They were full. All mm. life matters. It's not a black and white thing. We all got together. Mm-hmm. The same it thing was- happened in Florida, Joanne. Same thing. I mean, in in Houston, the same thing that that's going on in Florida, where neighbors are helping neighbors regardless of their religious background, the color of their skin. The same thing is happening in Houston, where nobody cares your what you stand for, what you like ideologically, what color your skin is. They just want to help you. We made it, they made a chain and helping one another. Mm-hmm. And it is true. We, we watched that concert and it's true in Houston, Texas right now, like you were saying, it may be a, the apocalypse on the Jesus lived 33. And like in the schools, you cannot say God bless. Yeah. God bless America. Yeah. I stand by that. I do still say Merry Christmas. <gasps> oh my. With, they told me I was not allowed to say that and work no more. Do we need to where, did, where did you work? And they, and they told you not to I, do that. I worked in New York. I was originally from Brooklyn. And no, I, was I would have never guessed that. Years, and I, uh-huh. used to have, <laughs> I used to have a button that said, keep the Mary and keep the Christ in Christmas. And did they tell you to take it off at They work? did, but I refused. I refused. I stood my ground. Good for you. And, you know... We all need to get together. We need to stop this black and white issue. It's yeah. people problems that just keep this going. We need. When is it going to be enough? I don't know. 
thanks, Joanne. I I really I don't know. Um, it it seems like uh, it was an awful long time ago, <laughs> but we just keep getting more heaped on top of us. Bonnie in Arkansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yes, uh, I was just wondering if they're going to replace the statues with statues of like Martin Luther King or Barack Obama or Rosa Parks mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. Who they're going to replace the statues with? Well, it'll probably have to be minorities, and you've named pretty good candidates already. So I, I'm assuming yes, some of them will be replaced with that. Uh, thanks for the call, Bonnie. Others will be replaced with statues of Caesar mm. Chavez. Mm. Some with, uh, I mean, who who knows? Mm. I, it's it, it's not going any place good. I'll tell you that. <sighs> Since everybody is offended by everything, why don't we just replace all statues with just rocks, unchiseled rocks in the town square? Yeah, somebody brought up the other day the weirdness of statues to begin with. Um, was it Stu when we were doing the, the hmm. radio promotion? Um, might have been. And it, it is kind of a strange thing because they, I mean, you couldn't. You could say those are graven images mm. talked about in the Bible. Maybe we shouldn't do statues at all. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Banning in New York. Uh, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Big fan out here in New York. Thanks. Um, I have two quick points. So first, mm-hmm. um, my school does these school-wide broadcasts, email broadcasts to discuss topics of the day. Um, ever since the election, it's been very left and what really bugs me was one in particular with DACA. And, you know, the problem with DACA was in the content. It was with the means which it came through. It was done unilaterally, which is against the, you know, the Constitution. And you would think my school should know that, but I guess they didn't. And, yeah, and the other thing, too, was um, this week they sent out a broadcast in regards to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And even with that, they couldn't help preface it by saying, it's a, dem- a democracy, and it was a dem- democratic system, and the Bill of Rights were enshrined by our democracy, which I know <laughs> irks you on. So. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, thanks, Banning. Uh, yes, and it does for, I think, for good reason. Now, it used to be that democracy was just thrown around as another name for a republic because it's, I guess, too difficult to say republic and easier to say a democracy. Here's the problem, though. They, they started using democracy as a code word for socialism. And then they put them together, democratic socialism. And that's supposed to sound like, well, gosh, people elected, people elected these people to be socialist. And social sounds really good because I like social networks. And I like to be social with other people and talk to them. <laughs> and it's interesting because... One of the things when we used to do, uh, and we're going to check into bringing this back, but Mm. one of the things we used to do on More on Trivia is ask the question, what does socialism mean? And we'd we'd call the 7-Elevens or or Mm -hmm. convenience stores wherever they were. And I don't think there was a single person, maybe there was one, and we asked the question a lot of times, almost every week. Yeah. And they, I think only one person knew it was an actual you know, governmental system of some sort. Everybody else thought it was being social. Everybody else thought it was like, oh, it's like Twitter, right? It's like uh, Instagram. It's like Facebook. It's like when I talk to people, I'm being social with them. So how do you combat that when people don't even know what, what, the, what the word means? Right. 
So they're not going to be offended by it. They're not going to be outraged by it. And and those are the fruits of a hundred years of progressive education in America. Yeah. Yay. And it's gotten so bad that Bernie Sanders is comfortable now with uh-huh. not only proposing yeah. single payer health, not only proposing Medicare for all, which is socialized medicine. Now he's pushing a wealth tax on the United States. That's something you would do in the Soviet Union. But uh, he'll probably get a lot of support for this. He certainly will from Democrats. I hope he won't from the president, although the president has in the past. It's been a while, but 15 years ago, he wanted a wealth tax. Wait, this president? Yes, this particular president. Hard to believe. That's breaking news. Hard to believe. Where did you hear that? Uh, From his mouth. Oh, okay. So, Doris in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. Hey. uh, Just talking about the statues. I'm Uh calling from Charlottesville. Okay. Wow. And I did a little research yesterday, just hunting around, and found the minutes from one of the Charlottesville City Council meetings. Mm-hmm. And oh, I like this. It, I'm sorry? I like where you're going. Well, it was all about how they, for the 150th anniversary of the Civil War, it, how to promote tourism with all this, the statues, the cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these bullet points, how excited they were. And this was in... Uh, wow. 2010, hmm. July and August of 2010. Yeah. They had a five-year plan. And wow. I'm guessing seven years later, they feel a little differently about those statues? Ah, just a tad. Yeah, they're not promoting. Has has life kind of returned back to normal in Charlottesville after all the madness? Uh, somewhat, but that's not what we're like here. I've lived here 60 years. Yeah. All my life. And that's not what it's like here. These were people that came from other places. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it just started with one city council member that wants the statue removed. Amazing. Just absolutely yeah, It doesn't amazing. take much. I mean, it no, literally it doesn't. doesn't take much. Thanks for and the that, call, that, Doris. that should actually be um, heartening for, for those of us who want to see, I don't know, positive change. Uh, it, you know, if you rattle that cage enough, then these leaders, in air quotes, are going to cave on a lot of this stuff. So, no, it hmm? works that way on the left. Oh, I never see it work that way on the right. But maybe, mm, okay. I mean, maybe. Hold on, I'm sitting here, I'm racking my brain. Hang on, you're right. Yeah. it's over. Sorry, I mean, my I, bad. I, I can't think of a time when that's. <laughs> I would say Common Core, but I just read a story yesterday yeah. that showed that uh, they just of, renamed it. Yeah, of the 45 states that that were you know voted on something for Common Core, only eight were full repeals. So. Yeah, most of them just renamed it. Uh huh. Exactly. And then everybody went on to something else. And yeah. Now we've completely forgotten right. about Comic Core. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So is Jeffy. It's time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Hi. 
Hey, I don't get the sounder. Hi. I get where's I get the no music? music man, I get nothing today. The theme song. You you got got whatever, it's fine. Got a theme song. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Well, I mean, we I, could either talk about what isn't here, or we could talk about what you got. Uh, <laughs> so, which would you rather do? Right now, I think I'd like to talk about what isn't here. <laughs> hey, what do you have? You got a big stack there, huh? No, I do not have a big stack today. Oh. But I'd like to say a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, I don't like to give investment advice. <laughs> Good, uh, but you, know, you, you don't might, really. <laughs> I know. You know I, look, it's, huh. it's something I, I look. So I'm going to help a little bit. <laughs> Bitcoin is starting to uh, crash. A little I bit. see that. So uh, you know, it might be a good time to buy, or, or it might be a good time to get out. Or that's my, what's that's it down to now? Do you know what it, it's? Thirty five hundred, right? Yeah, it's almost. Because it got up to below. almost forty five hundred, right? Was well, it forty five? Ever got over forty five? It got up to it, four, almost four. No, 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 no. it went crossed. over four. It absolutely went over four. It was either forty three, forty four, or forty five at its height, at its peak. Okay, well then this wait. Pat- yeah. Wait, there's it, three. It options. Absolutely, got to over four thousand. Okay. I believe you. I just I know the chart that I just yeah. saw uh, didn't have it going over four. Hold on a second. There's another option here. You could just wait, and maybe it'll go down even further. Then buy. Then buy. Ah, that, that's always that's a good. That's what time. I'm doing because yeah. I can't afford that. No, that's fine. I just uh, <laughs> I, I, the chart I saw. And the guy who runs a, that exchange, he told us a couple of, a month or so ago, he two sure months did. ago, that he believes. Well, but he also hedged it because he, he said, "Okay, Bitcoin." Could go to zero and just be over. <laughs> that's that's why I said. And you know, then it might he be said to buy or. On the other oh. hand, it could go to a million. Right, and so one million per coin. So, so buy one, he said, because it's irresponsible right. not to at yeah. least just buy right. one. His point is, don't obviously don't take the the family savings and bet the family farm yeah. on Bitcoin. Yes, but, but boy, it's hard not to when you hear. That one coin could be worth a million, a million dollars. It's pretty amazing, but it sure is. It doesn't look like that's going to happen. Well, it's, it's I mean, down there's a several, thousand yeah, there's, already. There's countries that are playing against it, and it's not it's turning out too uh-huh. well for them. Which China, is, right? It's just tough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, we have breaking news uh, okay. coming now. Uh, our president, Donald Trump, uh, announced a new executive order okay. to uh, target individuals and companies that trade with little douche. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that it said. Little douche fat, on the fat, actual. Fat, I believe that's fat, the actual. Little douche. It's, it's an inaccurate quote if they don't say "fat little douche." <laughs> and did they credit Pat with that? <laughs> no, they did not. What? No, I know. I know. That's, right. that's my gift to the world. I, I don't need the credit. <laughs> yeah, he's tweeting gift. Pat now. I want it to At be fat, fat little, little douche. douche. Yeah, yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Good. But that's gonna look. Uh, that's a dangerous situation. They've cut China off now, right? I mean, they're telling China, "Hey, all yeah. that money—that's millions of dollars." Mm. Going to the country, you have to stop your trade with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that pushes the fat little douche into a little bit of a corner. Yeah. Fat little corner. So I did kind of like the uh, idea, which we hadn't heard before yesterday, a caller on this broadcast, uh, mentioned just dropping food off. I think that's, uh, that's a great idea. That's not a bad idea. Show More the good. More than not bad. That's be, a great idea. Be, show the good. Yeah. Show the good. And, and uh be tough for him to fight that. Show America as the shining city on a hill. Instead look, of the bad guy that he portrays all the yeah, time. That's a these, really good idea. This guy is threatening to turn the United States into a sea of fire. We're dropping food to their right. to your citizens. Uh, I, I know. think that's great. It sure is. It, it turns Why would table, you not? It turns the tables on that Why would you not? whole thing. Yeah, yeah, but then does. fat sure little does. douche could just say, yeah, I called up my friend, uh, my family members up in heaven, and they decided to drop some food from the sky. Because yeah. that's where he fell that's, from, that right? It says, from the people of the United States of America <laughs> on the side of it. <laughs> right, Details. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I know. It's, I, it's a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. And it's not a... Look, 
maybe some maybe maybe that idea do you think something like that would have been said in a cabinet meeting with Donald Trump not nope. a chance nope no way and he's right we've done it in the past we did it for Germany yeah. we we did it just recently in Afghanistan we dropped right. flyers and we dropped food to the people that we were bombing or at least we were bombing around them right. and then we were trying to show them that look we want you to be okay too, and here's some food. I mean, that's, I don't know that. And, and that's what a country good thing, in the world has paid, ever done that? Did that pay off for us? Really? I, I don't I mean, know, but don't it know. was the right thing to do. So who cares? Yes, that's you know, true. You do what you can, and then you let the chips fall where they right. may. But we've done what we should. Right. Especially now would be a great time. I mean, if we're going to go after, if we're telling companies stop your trade with them, yeah, and then we drop food, yeah, and help the and help the people. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty powerful statement. Very. Yeah, really powerful. It's a great idea. All right, so um, what do you do if you're a, a fast food restaurant and you're sliding down the list of top fast food restaurants? And we've talked before about how restaurants, older restaurants uh, that were seemed uh, good are gone now. I mean, there's not long ago, uh, close to where I live, a uh, Boston market uh, was the, one of the last hangers on Just Closed. Just oh, shut the doors. Mark. Is, are they out of business? All I don't over know the that they're out of business, but they're. Cl- I mean, they are close. Because mm. remember, we talked about how older restaurants are. Mm-hmm. They just seem like they're not. They're just done. Kenny and Rogers Roasters was one of right. my favorite places when that opened up. Delicious chicken, right? And great biscuits, or you know, oh, yeah. they had great food, and it went out of business. Oof. It was all of a sudden. It was everywhere, and then it was nowhere. And that's what. And that's why Chili's has changed their menu, right? Chili's has made mm. a big deal about changing their menu and going back to the basics and going back to what they started out being. Yeah. Because they want that. They want to go back and say, "Hey, we're still here." And the guy at one of the local Chili's I was just talking to was uh, almost mirroring what we were told by some of the other restaurant owners: is that uh, their takeout business mm-hmm. and is keeping them alive through the roof. Yeah. yeah, through the roof. And so they want to be able to bring that old menu back, which lessens what they have to cook in the kitchen, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it also increases, oh, their regular menu is back, and it's just a basic order, drive, you know, take out, go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's strong for those restaurants. But if you're a restaurant that is now starting to struggle maybe a little bit, you take out the big guys, right? And that's what the CEO of Panera Bread slams McDonald's. Would you really eat your own kids' meals? And he's slamming Burger King, and he's slamming Wendy's, and he's going off. And I think marketing to kids should be off limits. And that's Panera Bread, right? I mean, Panera, mm-hmm. he's, he challenges the fast food executives. Eat the meals their chains are serving their children. We at Panera Bread are changing our menu. We've got the kids' meals that are healthy and good. Oh, well, you know what? First of all, uh, I have a strong, uh, a strong opinion on kids' meals. Uh, I don't buy them. Yeah. When you go to restaurants and you from the kids' menu, no thank you. Mm-hmm. I want the chef cooking regular food for two reasons. One, if the kid doesn't eat it all, I have extra. <laughs> two. <laughs> you don't get to your size without having that philosophy two. in life. <laughs> two, the food is better. They start cooking off the kids' meal. I've, I, I've ordered kids' meals before, you know, off the child, the kids' menu before, and mm-hmm. it's just not as good because they don't care. Yeah, right. They figure that the kid doesn't care. Wrong. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's bad thinking. Mm-hmm. But it's good thinking for me because right. that makes me order from the regular menu and gives me extra because right. you know there's no way that the kid is eating the full menu. Yes. But Panera is way down the list, right? Remember the list we had uh, came out earlier this year with the 20 top fast food chains yeah. that rake in the most money? 
And Panera was number 10 at $4.9 billion. Wow. I mean, that's still pretty strong. I'm surprised but they're number in the top 10. 10. I, yeah, well, they might not be. I mean, this was six months ago. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> a lot changes in six months, right? It does, yeah. I mean, this is a lot of money because, of course, uh, you know, in the top ten, you Pizza Hut, and and I don't know that I count Pizza Hut. And I don't as a fast food place, but they, you know, they obviously do. And Chick Fil A moving up, coming up number eight, picking up Dunkin' Donuts, maybe, maybe not in the fast food what? ranking. Yeah, I mean, they're Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts is not fast food. Starbucks too, Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks. I mean, they're no. both in the top ten, and they How crank they it out. But they're is sense. number one McDonald's. Yes. What number two Burger King? Starbucks. Starbucks is bigger than Burger King? Yeah, Starbucks and Subway. Number three? Subway, Subway. $11.5 billion. Number four? This was six months ago. Now, remember, this was like six months ago, earlier this year, so lot, this yeah. list could have obviously but Number four is it Burger King. Burger. Number five, Wendy's? Taco Bell. Then wow. Wendy's. Then Wendy's. Duncan. Chick-fil-A's got Duncan, it. Duncan, Chick-fil-A. Okay. Pizza Hut, Panera Bread. I, you know what? I'm having a, wow. you, you said McDonald's is number one. Of course, McDonald's is like, far and away number one. Really, because it just seems like less and less people are going there. I mean, well, maybe that's why they're only they're down to thirty five billion dollars mm. a year. You know, <laughs> you you're still going there? You're still frequenting? Huh? Uh, yeah, I mean McDonald's, whatever you no, go there right. from time yeah. to time. Look, McDonald's you're, you're is one of those restaurants. Mm-hmm. Look, McDonald's is one of those restaurants that you don't necessarily you don't want to go to, but if you're traveling or whatever, you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting. You're in Stomach and out. Do know what you're getting. You garbage. know what you're getting. You're in and out, and it's not all of it's not garbage. Whenever uh, you want to eat garbage, all, all of it. No, McDonald's is there for you. If you're all ever of it's not garbage up. at all. I don't like McDonald's. No, I, I know you don't, don't like but it. you don't like it because you're like an it. elitist. No, I'm not. Oh my gosh, I you eat are Chick Fil A all the time. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My point exactly. What do you mean? Chick Fil A is, is an elitist, elitist place? fast food restaurant. Is it? Yes. Oh, it absolutely is. Okay. Hold on a second. Are you are you gonna go on record now yeah, saying is. if you eat at Chick Fil A you're an elitist? Absolutely, there's no question. Uh, your question: If you're not an elitist and you eat at Chick Fil A, you want to be. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But you don't check it at McDonald's. And, and look, of course you you try to limit you. McDonald's is one of those places now though that you don't go to because it's cheaper. You don't take the kids there because it's cheaper. I mean, why do you, you take the kids there to torture well, them? It's McDonald's, yeah. I mean, he they want to go to McDonald's. That's driven into the. This is what the Panera Bread guy was saying, right? That he doesn't think mm-hmm. that they should be marketing to the kids because McDonald's. I mean, they drive home. Mm. If you're a kid, you got to go to McDonald's. I grew up on French that's, fries. That's so stupid because if the kids like the commercial and say, "I got to McDonald's," be a parent and say, "No, no. if you don't want to go to McDonald's." I hate that market mm-hmm. to kids thing. Mm-hmm. If the kids the kids aren't driving the car, the kids aren't paying the bill. If you if you're a parent and you got kids and there's not going to McDonald's, totally no. We're going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but be a parent. If we go anywhere at all, thank you very much. But and I just the say, onus is not on McDonald's; it's on correct. parents. Uh-huh. Correct. I'll give you that. Parents. I'll give you that, but sometimes. You know, can, can I Can I want to go back I mean. to Chick-fil-A for just a second? Because I grew up on Chick-fil-A, and the only negative thing I can say about them is I got it. I'm tired of hearing my pleasure. I mean, if I say, hey, can I get some uh, nugget sauce there? Can I get some Polynesian sauce? Sure. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Uh, can I get a couple extra napkins? My pleasure. 
Uh, can I get a straw? My- That's a huge Enough. issue you broached there. It sure yeah. is. I, I got to tell a whole show oh to my that. God. I'm saying I don't want to hear it every that? time Pat, I go up there I, and I, ask for something. Nobody's ever, 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 ever I, even brought that up before. I've never heard of yeah, such I'm a thing. I'm easily annoyed. Do you know I me? Hate yeah, I hate manners is what I hate. Right? That. Right. I hate it. I hate, I hate repetition. I hate people telling me you're welcome uh-huh. when it I say thank you. It doesn't seem genuine if they're saying it every time well, I the ask Chick-fil- for something. I will say that the Chick-fil-A employees do make it sound pretty genuine. Okay. Well, then more I guess. Genu- more genuine than Sheila at the McDonald's drive-thru. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. What else you have? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go on to, uh, you were talking about renaming the schools here yes. in Dallas. Now, you know, they're, they're only, they've only, they've, Cut the list now, right? The first, the original was twenty, well, and then that was kind no, of a mistake. They, and they, then they've got, then they're only going to change four for sure. My understanding is these are the first four. They're changing them for sure. And then they're looking then at the others. They're looking at right. an additional twenty, that, which is, you know, they're saying we're going to take a look at those because uh, that's the same with like, there's no way they're going to take down uh, Sam Houston, right? I mean, Sam Houston is they better Texas, not the Texas icon. There's no there's reason no to take. There's no reason but, to change uh, the name of Sam Houston High but School. But you'd think, you'd think that we say that here in texas and then you look at new york remember they're already talking about christopher columbus mm-hmm. and columbus circle mm-hmm. changing that and i heard you know callers are saying where does it stop where does it stop i mean they're talking about possibly why don't we just take down mount rushmore let's just take a jackhammer to mount rushmore <laughs> it's coming man it is coming mm-hmm. and what are you going to do when it comes i mean are you going to say i can't believe they're going to take down mount rushmore hmm. I mean, are you going to Mount Rushmore to protest that? Take a souvenir stop rock that, that falls. No, I, I don't know that I am. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that, that I'm driving up to <laughs> Mount Rushmore in the winter to say, hey, no, you know, you can't take that down. Stop it with my stop, stop Rushmore. I mean, I'll not, say it on the air. It's not going to happen. Don't. Well, I don't care if you actually take a sledgehammer <laughs> or a jackhammer. To Theodore Roosevelt's image. Whoa. That's fine. He doesn't belong there in the first place. The other three need he to He might stay. be the one they leave. Yeah, he, he would be the one they leave. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the sad point of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely going to be the one they leave. And then uh, the Christopher Columbus in New York, I'm telling you, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. It's going to be Metropolis. They're going to have to rename New York. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, New York was named after, I heard this morning, it was named after Lord York or whatever. He was, I mean... Slave owner? Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he built his empire on that. Mm-hmm. They all did. And they're talking to the one lady in New York. Where's the, the one uh, lady in New York is talking about taking down the statue uh, the statue in Central Park of uh, J. Marion Sims, a 19th century doctor who's been called the father of modern gynecology. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, hey, okay, the guy's, you know, put him in the statue in Central Park, give him a little plaque. Good to know. And now uh, the statues stem uh, from the fact that Sims uh, experimented on African slaves without their consent or any anesthesia throughout his career as a doctor. So we <laughs> well, that is down. kind of a That's problem. Terrible, man. I'd almost advocate for that going away. <laughs> I mean, that there's a guy with a real issue. Okay, but I'm That's just saying it's issue. not going to end anywhere soon. Yeah, but so like, like I, I said a couple of days ago. I don't know how you stop it. Like I said a couple of days ago from the, the people that sent us the uh, email from Richmond, Virginia. They took a group of five kids to see the statues, the Confederate right, statues okay. in, in Richmond, and they wanted their thoughts afterwards. And one of them wrote this just really eloquent uh, thing about it, saying that those statues have never done a thing to me or anyone I know to hurt me. You know what hurts me? Poverty. 
not being able to eat. The violence in my neighborhood. Thank you. We collectively, the five of us, know 22 people who have been murdered in the last year. Think how horrific that is. That's what hurts me. Think how horrific that is. It was brilliant. It really was brilliant. We should maybe I mean, focus on that. Just maybe a little bit. focus on but that. But how do you make that happen? Yeah. I, I mean, really, I don't, I don't, I don't have the answer. I don't But know. I'm just saying, I, I, I don't know if we, by saying mm-hmm. it's just not going to stop. Well, of right. course it's not going to stop. But I, we've got to find a way to stop. I have all the answers, and they're coming next. So stay with us. Oh, cool. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray on Leash. I can't wait You'll to have hear next. You're going right. to have next. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, remember this comment from the other day, president at the UN. The problem in Venezuela is not that socialism has been poorly implemented, but that socialism has been faithfully implemented. Pause. Wait for applause. Okay. All right. An absolute great moment from Donald Trump, one of his better moments of his presidency, I think. It It was a good speech. Newsweek is mocking him over his attack on socialism. Newsweek, the same publication that several years ago said we're all socialists now they're mocking him uh trump's comment they say and the general response reveal a lot about the way america sees socialism compared with the rest of the globe yes that's true that's why we don't live in the rest of the globe we live here where capitalism is making people prosper there is growing support for socialism, Newsweek says, and a growing rejection of capitalism among millennials who entered adulthood well after the collapse of the Soviet Union. Yeah, those are all problems. Newsweek is presenting it like that's the way it should be, and he needs to get on board because he's so out of touch thinking socialism is bad. Oh, man. I... In further support of socialism, Newsweek, uh, Newsweek argued Norway was recently ranked the happiest country in the world. And it pointed to its strong state support programs as crucial to achieving this accolade. Yeah, uh, that was done by a an arm of the UN, which loves socialism, which doesn't understand the, fa- the, the fact that people in Norway don't have the same quality of life that we do. They live in little teeny apartments because that's all they could afford because they are paying so much in taxes. Their 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 median income is something like I don't know forty eight thousand or something, and they actually bring home about twenty four of it. I mean, it it's so egregious that you can't have a decent uh, quality of life in Norway. You live in some dumpy little place. Now, do you love the fact that your college is free and your health care is free? I don't know, maybe, but that's not what I want. That's not where I want to live. Triple eight. 
But that shows you what we're up against in this country with, you know, even our big publications are advocating for socialism. Just unbelievable. Tom in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. How you doing? Good. Um, on the way to Nashville, off of I-65, mm-hmm. there's a big statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest. Not a great guy at all. No, like he was the that's first a, grand an understatement. KKK. Right. Yeah. Well, they want to take it down naturally. The problem is it's on private property. And, man, if we let that happen, that's scary as to what we're going to open up. Wow, it's on private property and they're demanding it come down? Yes, Nashville's been trying to take that thing down for years now. Wow. Yeah. And and, it's, it's scary. And again, it is. It is. Uh, I mean, a private owner should be able to do what he wants on his property, I would think. And if he wants to, you know, herald a man like Nathan Bedford Forrest, then so be it. You, mm. But you're right. He was a terrible guy. But you should be able to do that, right? It's the United States of America. You should have freedom to do that on your own property. Thanks, Tom. Mark in Massachusetts, you're on the blaze. Pat, how are you? Congrats on the new show. Thank you. So we're talking about statues and streets, but where's the the outrage about the violence being propagated in children's school playground games? I mean, Pat, (laughs) think about this. Ring around the rosy and Mm. with everyone falling down. Right. I mean, good grief. Next thing you know, Molly's going to be throwing herself off a building, committing suicide because throwing herself to the ground was kind of encouraged. That's the only place it can lead. Kick, right? kick the can, kick the can. Good heaven! Tell me someone's eye hasn't been taken out. And then what about the tragedy of Red Rover? Mm. Here you have peer pressure mm-hmm. calling for someone to hurdle themselves at top speed, throwing <laughs> themselves at the sea of humanity. My God, when does the madness end? And and you know if if you're not willing to have the the giblets to stand up for that, why why don't I just call you Snidely Whiplash? You must-ass-twisting mm-hmm. monster. Mm-hmm. And it is about that bad. It really is. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mark. In fact, you know, the school playground equipment, it's been under fire for a long time, and they've removed a lot of things, too. You can't play dodgeball in school. You know, that sounds funny, but it's it, what Mark said, it's probably being debated at some schoolyard right now. <laughs> I know. Julie in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Oh. Hi. Yeah, hey, you guys. Um, You know, we were talking about name changing and and statues coming down. Mm -hmm. Well, let's go further back into history, and let's go back to the surnames that the freed slaves took upon emancipation. They took the names of their former slave masters. Now, Mm -hmm. that then makes me wonder... These people walking around named Smith and Jefferson and Jackson, and these... Uh, individuals who are complaining about the names that are on these buildings and so, so forth, if they go back into their history and if they're the descendants of slaves... <laughs> They'll find out they're named after some of them. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Julie. Uh, 888-933-93. We still got to get to the uh, uh, Donald Trump sound that's really fun and uh, Lawrence O'Donnell's meltdown on MSNBC. Priceless. Coming up on Pat Grandley. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. 888-933-93. 
Day number nine of Pat Gray Unleashed. 888 900 Uh the, I love this uh this audio and video that has been circulating around the it's gone pretty viral since uh since it was released yesterday of Lawrence O'Donnell, who by the way is also a socialist, uh, and he has admitted uh, exactly that on the air that he is actually a so he's not a liberal, he's a socialist. So MSNBC has him on. I don't even know what time he's on. Uh, but during a taping, he just lost his mind. It's 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 amazing. Fo- it's amazing footage that's fun because it's happening to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it was if it was video of me losing my mind, I wouldn't appreciate yeah, but you this. You never get like that, man. Be honest. I don't think so. I'm serious. I, I've worked ever... with you for good grief a dozen Long years time. now. Yeah, man, we're old. So uh, I'm just saying that you have never lost your mind anywhere near some of these videos of these hosts on TV. Yeah, and it's it's amazing because of the pro- the profanity is is fast and furious and pretty good rule of thumb when you're in broadcasting mm-hmm. is not to swear. Certainly around a, a I try not to anyway. Right. But, Around a microphone, uh-huh. certainly you shouldn't. I'm so good at that, too. I'll tell you. You could lose your license. Yeah. You could lose your license. Uh, but he goes out of his head when all kinds of problems begin. One was some hammering. Uh, here is Lawrence O'Donnell talking about the hammering that was happening in the background. <laughs> Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? Where's the hammer? Is it on the uh, go up on the other floor? Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. Stop it. (laughs) I'll go down to the floor myself and stop it. Keep the commercial break going. Call Phil Griffin. I don't care who the you have to call. Stop the hammering. (laughs) So he's suggesting they call the president of NBC. Phil Griffin, call Phil, call Phil Griffin. I don't care who you call. Call the <laughs> Queen of England. Call the King of Siam. Uh, call Jesus. Call somebody. <laughs> I don't care who you call. Just call them to stop the hammering. It's just really, that's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fun stuff right there. And then he wonders why he even bothers. Because apparently he asked them to cut the audio or the video a certain, a sot. He calls it a sot. It's... That means uh, sound on tape. Sound on tape, mm-hmm. and you're, he wanted him to splice it up to edit it a certain way. That didn't go the way he wanted it to. Here's what happened then. Mm. I don't know why I bother to say how to cut the slots when you don't do it. I just don't. I don't know why I. I just. <laughs> so now I have to chase those stupid <laughs> entrails that you allowed him to stick out there. Crazy sound coming in my ear. This stupid hammering. (laughs) Okay, we got to mix in more entrail talk. That's a good phrase right there. (laughs) Oh, man. That is, I mean, that's priceless stuff. It's just priceless. Uh, I'm sure Lawrence isn't excited about this. Yeah. Uh, But uh, here's where he tells us how he really feels about this whole segment and the earpiece problem, the hammering, all of it. Here he is. It just sucks. It (laughs) sucks to be out here with this out of control. (laughs) Any thing can come into my ear at any moment. That's what I know. Anybody can get into my 
here at any time. Some woman talking about what we're doing after the show. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, look, like you said, I have no idea when his show airs. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what his politics are at this point. If that were what his show was every night, I'd be watching. You'd have to watch. Oh, yeah. You'd have to watch. I'd blow up my DVR with full I didn't didn't realize anybody can come into his ear at any time. I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm going to be in in, uh, Lawrence's (laughs) ear tonight talking to him. (laughs) But I'm going to wait till he's live on the Uh air. Because I want to see how he handles that. Capitalism's good. He's actually he's actually apologized and said a better person would have handled that better. And th- he's probably right about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's one good thing about Lawrence O'Donnell that I can say. Remember when he got in a car wreck or something over in Europe and, and, and he was being wheeled into the hospital? Something happened to him really badly. And, uh, and he saw mm-hmm. on, the, on the front that this hospital was paid for by the Koch brothers. And he came back to his TV show when he healed up. And he said, you know what? And he, he gave credit to that. Yeah, so yeah. That's, I mean, that's, 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 that's cool. right. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten about that. That was a few years ago. But uh, yeah, that, and that's a cool thing. And, and most people probably wouldn't have mentioned that. And he kind of went out of his way to do that. Uh, I know that Glenn has been on his show before and actually mm. came away with a decent impression of him. I, th- I think he actually enjoyed the experience of being mm. on his show. So I don't know. You know, people lose their mind. There's, there's video from 20, 25 years ago of Bill O'Reilly similarly going out of his mind because things were going wrong it is frustrating (laughs) Mm -hmm. and as i mentioned on glenn's show this morning when uh glenn Stu and i were talking about this particular meltdown is people used to come into our show when we were doing pat and Stu, and it was usually glenn and a group of people Mm -hmm. and they'd just be talking out loud in the back of the studio And over there, you'll see that we have a giant B. That stands for Blaze. And we'd be like, uh, we're on the air. Do you mind? Do you mind? <laughs> Do you mind? Awesome. So I can understand how you'd get upset, but you try to, I think what I would have done in, in a similar circumstance, and it is hard when people are talking in your ear, and especially if they're not talking about what you're talking about or giving you direction on where you're supposed to go next, or if it's something that's not helpful, you don't want somebody doing labor day specials in your ear and apparently he said that's what was happening that's funny which is weird i what you do is you take the earpiece out so you can't hear it that's step one yeah and then you just keep going but step two would Uh be hey uh director bob can you come over here can we get this fixed before the next segment can you find out where the audio is coming from and stop it hold on right that's step two that's step two what's step three then it's fixed. No, no, no. And then you go no, on. Step three is you find out where that damn hammering's coming from. <laughs> yeah, the Don't hammering. Don't forget that. In fact, here's a great tweet from Luxury Yacht. Remember earlier in the show, you had a pop-up ad mm-hmm. play on the air through your computer there. Luxury Yacht sends this tweet. Um, autoplay ads are Pat's hammers. That's true. That's a good point. That's true. <laughs> that is my pet peeve. And I, I, hate, I hate it. It happens all the time. It shouldn't be legal. Stop with the pop-up ads. And the hammering. Uh, Ian in New York. You're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah. Hey, I was just thinking of the uh, Brussels sprout broccoli meals that uh, Miss Obama was trying to give to kids. So Panera, kids don't want your healthy meals. And get to these <laughs> restaurants. I was thinking with the cultural appropriation, I was going to open up a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, but I'm white. And I don't want to steal someone's identity because I know that's become a big, big issue. So now I was thinking of Chinese food. I know soul food's out. And yeah. I'm, I was thinking Italian restaurant, but I'm German. And then I said, you know what the heck with this? I'm going to open up a Mexican restaurant, hire Chinese cooks, and make soul food. And that's pretty much where I'm at. 
with that and you know yeah i don't know i'm sick of your advice I, you know again don't want to be you know a racist because i cook a good taco you know i, I think that rest you uh, know so yeah, you don't want to appropriate their culture don't appropriate their culture that would be wrong ian uh, appreciate the call thanks a lot james in mississippi hi you're on the blaze Hey, Pat. Hey. Listen, I've got a two-for-one that I think might help two two different groups of, of, you know, all of these people that everybody is all offended about everything. Okay. Uh, I think this will help the, uh, the the racist be because of the whiteness involved in it, and I think this will also help the climate change people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should ban snow. No more snow. <laughs> Actually, what do you think about that? There was a point where the Democrats were saying that was going to happen naturally, that snow was not going to happen anymore. You remember that? Uh, well, yeah, but 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 they missed it by what forty or fifty decades. Yes, uh, they did. But it's uh, it, it's interesting that they thought snow was going to be extinct. Appreciate the call, James. They thought that snow was was a thing of the past, and you were going to have to teach your children what snow was because <laughs> it happened only when you were younger, and it's not happening now. And then all of a sudden, it snowed more than it had ever snowed, and they realized. Uh, well, they didn't realize, but anybody with common sense realized that's just the cycle of the earth. Sometimes it snows a lot in the winter. Other times, not so much. Hmm. That's funny how that works. Uh, here's, here's a little indication of that particular time period. And I think this was around 2004-ish, five, oh, more when recent, D.C. Yeah. was experiencing less snow than mm-hmm. normal. We need a climate change strategy. Mm-hmm. And we need a climate change strategy badly badly look at the kind of winter we've had right look at the kind of winter we've had here in in washington you leave for a clan rally sir yeah no snow snow. (laughs) three inches look at the drought Mm -hmm. that has come upon this area of the country look at that look at it during the winter season Mm -hmm. what can we expect for the spring and summer season What's going to happen to our crops? You're going to burn to our a crisp. Livestock. You'll be burned to a our crisp. economy. Mm-hmm. This is serious. Serious. I've lived a long time. Oh, that's awesome. Eighty-four years. Uh-huh. Something's going on out there. Out there. Mm-hmm. I don't need a scientist to tell me that. Mm-hmm. The difference in the winters. The difference. Differences in the summers. Right. In the temperatures. Temperatures. In the water level. Water level. There's something happening. Mm. Something. And we had better be aware of it. Right. We had better do something about it. Right. He also remarked that the most optimistic climate models for the second half of this century suggest mm-hmm. that 30 to 70 percent of the snowpack mm. will disappear. Disappear. Gone. 30 to. Now, no wonder we have people visiting our offices. No wonder. Who are just already hurting. Mm-hmm. from the recreation industry in this nation. Wow. They see what's happening. They see the handwriting on the wall. We have to act. I heard it from... Meanwhile, last couple of years, uh, some of the ski resorts have been open in July. They've had so much snow. Yeah, but that's climate change. Our- right. That's, that's not global warming. I know. Snowmobile Association who testified at a forum that I had uh, with our governor You're not on climate need a snowmobile change anymore. Uh, in January because they've mm-hmm. seen decreasing snow levels. I hear about it from ice fishermen because ice fishermen, they've seen that no it takes ice. longer for the ice to freeze and they can't put their fish doesn't, house out. freeze. And so... Looking at the United States of America, the IPCC clearly warned 
Clearly. The unchecked global warming will lead to reduced snowpack in the western mountains, critically yeah. reducing access to water, which is our lifeblood. Lifeblood. The Sierra Nevada snowpack mm. is the largest source of water. The snowpack equals about half the storage capacity of boy, all oh of California's man-made reservoirs. And there's no more snow. By the end of the century, no more the snow. shrinking of the snowpack Shrink. will eliminate the water source for 16 million people. Degano, uh-huh. the, those 16 million people will be dead by the end of the year. May I just say the other Except thing? Except they, they didn't die. That's hurting California's water supply would be the fact that you're protecting every living creature known to man with unreasonable restrictions on water uh, usage. They won't, they won't build a reservoir. Potential consequences will be devastating for our families in the future uh-huh. and for the world. Devastating. Now, we're seeing the early warning signs. People can come down to this floor and mm-hmm. say whatever they want. They We've seen they melting want. of snow. Whatever they want. We have seen, uh, seen melting it. of permafrost, permafrost, increased temperatures, warming temperatures, of lakes, warming. rivers, oceans, changes lakes, in the rivers, seasons. Lakes, rivers, oceans. The ski industry Dogs and cats in, sleeping in together. the Cascade Mountains in Washington uh-huh. essentially was shut down this year. Essentially. Now, my son's a ski patrolman. He worked for three days this year. That's there never no happened snow. before. And having no snow is consistent huh. with what the models predict will become a significant problem for us in the future. I love that so much because they don't go back and say when the snow comes in an unusual amount and it's more than it's ever been and it happened right after this. They don't go back and say, oh, well, okay, now it's snowing a lot. Mm-hmm. I guess we were wrong last year. Nope, you never hear that. You never hear that. Huh. It's, it's only... It is only, uh, it's only a problem when they say it is. Like, if there's no snow, that means global warming. But if there's a lot of snow, that means global warming too. Because it got so warm that it became cold and snowed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the logic. But they have it both ways on, on yeah. global warming. I think the greatest thing in all of this is whenever there's some sort of stupid climate change convention or whatever, climate con, I don't know, whatever they get together for, and that always ends up being the coldest and most record snowfall. That's <laughs> happened almost every time. Every freaking time. It's like a sign from God that Al Gore is out of his mind. Uh-huh. Because every time he sets up some climate change conference, uh-huh. It's so cold that people can't get to the climate change conference. Mm. It's either snowed people in or it's 14 below zero and it's unusually cold. That's happened almost every time. Uh-huh. What, what would Al Gore say about that? Just out of curiosity, anything uh, come to mind? You know, how, how would he react to that? It's because of our ethnic vibe oh, okay. right. that this has happened, that it's become so cold <laughs> that we can't get to the climate change conference. Right. Uh, Penny in North Carolina. Hi, you're on the you're on the blaze. Thank you. Hi, how are you? This is Penny. Yeah, I was just talking to one of your people, and this is something I've thought about for years. But mm-hmm. this whole climate change thing, we're reacting to it hysterically. And if you look at it on a political scale, um, people who feel guilty are easy to control and manipulate. We have a whole society that is crying over itself every time it. Uh, wears shoes, drives a car, or eats. That's and for when, sure. Yeah, and so That's when you're sure. feeling guilty about this, you'll do anything and vote for anybody to be one of the good guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Penny. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray Unleashed. Hi, it is Pat Gray, and I have been unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We have the uh, we have the the Trump audio from yesterday when he talked about Nambia. I've been concerned about what's going on. How long have I talked about this? Oh, endlessly. I've talked about Nambia since... uh, Before I knew you, and I met you in 2001. So that was a big deal to you back then. Yeah, Nambia's been an issue for me since the the late 40s. (laughs) Wow. Um, Really? Yeah, and it was an issue for Trump, too, the other day. Here's here's what uh, Donald Trump said. In Guinea and Nigeria, you fought a horrifying Ebola outbreak. Yeah. Nambia's health system is increasingly self-sufficient. Nambia. My Secretary of Health and Human Services will be traveling to Africa to promote our global health security agenda. Now, obviously, there's no Nambia. It's Namibia. He's talk- I think he was trying to say Namibia, right? Hmm. And it, I mean, that doesn't roll right off the tongue. A lot of people don't. You hardly ever talk about the nation of Namibia in Africa. But, wow, are people jumping all over. He's so stupid because he said Nimbia or hmm. Nambia. I wonder if he would say Navy Corpsman. Oh, no, that was the guy before. Sorry. Yeah, or I wonder uh, where were they when, when the guy before him said this. Uh, I've now been in 57 states. I mean, we talked about one it. one left to go. Nobody else did. Uh, one left to go. Uh, I mean, that's a dumber thing than Namibia or Nambia. And this. Now, we used to have the best infrastructure in the world here in America. America. We're the country that built the inter- Intercontinental Railroad. Yeah, no, we're not. No, we didn't build an Intercontinental Now, that <laughs> would have been pretty cool. That would have been pretty sweet. <laughs> we didn't build a railroad between continents. Oh, oh, man. Wait, 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 wait. You got some more golden hits there from Obama? Uh, actually, yes. If we don't deepen our ports deepen all our along port. the Gulf, places oh. like uh, Charleston, South Carolina, sure. not or along the Gulf. Savannah, Georgia, no. or not the Gulf. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. If we don't do that, those <laughs> ships are going to go someplace else. And we'll- uh, two of those three cities weren't along the Gulf. He doesn't even know geography. Nobody talked about that huh. except us. Yeah. Oh, didn't we he did. also do the uh, Penn State and Italy Lions? Oh, yeah. If you want to get into the sports references, oh, we could do this all day. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Comiskey Park. Yeah, I got you. Comiskey Park, uh-huh. um, the Nittily Lions. Couldn't name one Chicago Cub or White Sox that he supposedly loved growing up. I mean, there's so much of that. And the guy was supposedly this big sports fanatic, uh, supposedly a uh, highly toned athlete. <laughs> And then when you actually saw him play sports, you're like, this guy's a fraud. Mm-hmm. He throws like a girl, and oh. I know that's not oh. correct. No. I know. Worse than a girl. I'm sorry. He worse. threw worse than a girl. Mm-hmm. He threw worse than Glenn. Wait, whoa. Boy, them's fighting words. I see what, yeah, boy. Do you remember, do you remember him throwing out the first pitches <laughs> at a couple of games? Totally. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing. It it's honestly embarrassing. Bad. It's honestly embarrassing. And he was supposed to be this big athlete. Not an athlete. I mean, you can tell an athlete by the way they throw balls. You can tell an athlete by the way they shoot. You can tell if he's actually, you know, performed at a higher level. Uh, and he had clearly not. <laughs> he uh-uh. clearly not. And the media just gave him a pass on all of it. But when Trump says Nambia instead of Namibia, he's the dumbest person alive. Unforgivable, Pat. Yep. Pauline in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. 
Glad to be able to speak to you. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, you bet. I just wanted to say and give you the news that BYU is allowing uh, caffeinated Coke, Coca-Cola on uh, their campus. And it's red, kind of like Utah is red. Right. BYU, mm-hmm. now they have red in their system. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, is that and an, there's that, a lot of people that are really happy about that. Yeah, I know. There, takes, that was a big deal at the games that you couldn't get a Coke. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. and you know how much water Coke draws from from um, the environment, so now it might be environmental change. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, Pauline. It's kind of interesting because BYU goes with Coke, which has a red can. The University of Utah, their arch rival, goes with Pepsi, which has too much blue for them, so they asked Pepsi to change the can. Really? And they did. That's fascinating. Isn't that something? <laughs> but it's been a big deal. I mean, this is going. This has been going on since I first moved to Utah in the early 80s. Um, about students and and fans at BYU games complaining that they couldn't get a Coke at the game. And Coke is not specifically against the Mormon religion. There's nothing in the word of wisdom about Coke or caffeine. It doesn't say that. So this is not, well, that's because the Mormon church owns (laughs) Coca-Cola. No, it doesn't. (laughs) That's why they're allowed. Why would, first of all, why would they ban it if they own the company? If they own the company, they're going to want people to drink it more, right? Mm-hmm. But that was a big rumor. Are, are, do you know the Mormons own Coke thing? Uh, I've never heard rumor? that. Oh, nope. and it's, it's been a huge thing for years. Wow. <laughs> Mormons <laughs> own Coke. And that never made any sense to me. Why? Well, then why would they ban it if they own it? That's kind of weird. Uh, John in Indiana. Hi, you're on the blaze. Uh, Pat, hey. Keith, how Yo. are you? Good. Hey. Doing good. All right. Um, we've been talking about immigration the last few days, and specifically the dreamers quote yeah um i don't really like the term dreamers either because it just lumps them all into one category so yes i've been kind of noodling on this issue for quite a while now actually and um and so this is what you know after after a a barrier of some kind has been built what do we do yeah so do you believe that a barrier of some kind will be built uh i hope so that's all i can say i hope so too but i doubt it i'm you know, I'm hopeful that you'll have to eat your underwear. <laughs> you and me both, man. <laughs> me too. I mean, strangely, I am too. Oh. Um, but so first, um, create hundreds of temporary immigration centers across the country. Use uh, government buildings, community centers, etc., and uh, use them as temporary immigration centers. Okay. Once once they are ready. Undocumented immigrants, illegal aliens will have 90 days to report to an immigration center to begin the residency process. They will, at that point, be processed in the same manner that foreigners come to the U.S. for the first time are processed. Anyone who does not report within 90 days will have no further opportunity to become a resident. So basically, it's the same as before, but now the, the haystack is a lot thinner now. Okay. Um, well, once they have registered at an immigration center, they will undergo a background check. If they have been convicted of a felony or a violent misdemeanor, they will be deported immediately. If they were 18 years of age or older when they emigrated illegally, and they'll have to prove that somehow, um, we'll have to prove if they're under, but they will be assessed a fine. Again, it, the, the amount isn't the big deal, but I'm just throwing 2000 out here. Now, and you're thinking Reagan. I've got, I've got something I've thought of on that uh, regard, too. If a couple is married at the time of entry and they're still married, not you know divorced and switched, they will jointly pay a smaller fine because they willingly broke the law when they entered the country 
These immigrants will never become citizens. They may, however, become residents of the United States after Mm -hmm. 10 years, so long as they have paid their entry fine in full. If they do not pay this fine by that time, they will be deported. Undocumented immigrants who are 17 years of age or under when they emigrated illegally will not be required to pay this fine. Again, they'll have to prove that somehow. You've very, actually put some thought into this, thorough. haven't you? <laughs> yes, very much. You've actually written did. U.S. policy on this that you're just hoping oh, yeah. they'll adopt. I'm sure they won't. There's, there's enough that both sides wouldn't like here. And I'll, um, it's, it's, it's uh, too much mercy for the right and too much truth for the, for the left. Yeah, and what, you, what you're proposing sounds fairly reasonable, and, and you're basing this on the fact that, first, some sort of uh, border security is actually, uh, is actually done, right? You're, you're, is the first step in your plan to actually put a fence up or, or build a wall? Well, this is, just, this is just, you know, given that that's been done. Right, that's what I thought, yeah. So right. that's the first step, and then we go on to... And you know what? We could talk about all that after the first step, which has not been taken, nor will it be, I'm afraid. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. shouldn't have uh, right. just bitten into this right. uh, yeah. granola bar. You know, the commercial break was basically over when you started eating that thing. Having my lunch. You want me to finish it while you talk? That's my lunch now. Oh. This is what I'm doing. So do you want to eat while I just talk or something? <clears throat> or what do you want to do here? No, I'm good. All right. Uh, 888-933-93. My mom never taught me not to eat with my mouth full. Or not to talk with my mouth full. That's an oversight <laughs> by her. Eat with your mouth full. We pretty much all do that, don't we? Right. Uh, I mean, what a, what a day full of stories that are just so mind-boggling. Like France maybe criminalizing asking a woman for her phone number. How are men and women ever going to get together for a date? Are we just going to are we are we going to stop interaction between men and women? Have men become so abhorrent in this society? Yes. That we just exclude them. From communicating with the opposite yes. sex. Maybe that's where we are. But you can right? but don't forget, you can pick from one of those letters. LGBTQIA. Oh, that's right. You yeah. gotta pick one of those and then you're good. I mean, that's seven options for you right there. <laughs> right. There. Seven <laughs> options. How many do you need? Right. You just can't be a man, that's all. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like that. I mean, we we've been so feminized, and men have been told for years now that they're disgusting, they're awful. They're chauvinistic. They're sexist. They're they're crass. They're crude. They're this. They're that. They're not good family people. They uh, and they're portrayed that way on TV too. They're portrayed as apes and dummies on TV. Every dad on every show is a moron. That's one of the things I love. Tim Allen. I I loved Home Improvement. It was one of my favorite shows of all time, probably uh, during the early to mid nineties. But it got to be so ridiculous where his wife was always right and he was always a buffoon yeah. that I, I couldn't even take it in the last couple of seasons. So even that bothered me. And, he, and, and Tim Allen's conservative. I really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but girls have been so built up while men have been torn down. It just, I mean, it can't help but be to a place where asking a woman for a phone number is going to be a criminal offense. Oh, can't believe you even said that. If you whistle at a woman, you can be charged with a crime. That's just dumb to do. And this is amazing. And, and Keith knows this right off. France is just considering this. Belgium and Portugal have already done it. Unreal. <laughs> you never hear about they Portugal have, doing stupid stuff. They've banned the practice. <laughs> I can't. I just can't believe that. You can't ask for a woman for her phone number. I, uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, you can't ask. You're supposed to just read her... Mu- Oh, wait, we're supposed to just read their minds. Never mind. Bad example. And Marlene Schiappa, the Undersecretary for Gender Equality. There's a great position. <laughs> How do you... Uh, Every news story today reads like it came out of the onion. Oh. It, it does. It really does. I wonder if, as a little girl, Marlene thought, you know, she's five and six years old, did she sure. aspire? If I could only become Undersecretary for Gender Equality, why then... I'd be able to help the world so much. She said, imagine this scenario. Mm-hmm. If you think this is bad, that you can't ask a woman for her phone number. Okay. You're a woman in an underground train. Okay. I am a man. I follow you. You get off the train. I get off the train. You get on another train. I get on one too. Well, okay, they can't be going to the same place, no, I guess. No. That's just Come impossible. On. What are the odds? It can't be a coincidence that you boarded two trains together then i ask you for your telephone number you say no but i ask again and you say no then i ask a third time well then you should just be shot in the head right (laughs) you should just be murdered really yeah the woman should then be able to drive a knife through your through your skull that's okay yeah that's fine that's fine. I mean, one of those really big knives like uh, yeah. Crocodile Dundee used to carry. Right. Just drive that right through his skull. But she says, then you'd feel oppressed. That's street harassment, and that's a crime. Okay, well. I mean, it's a very annoying. Uh, I don't it know, is at, annoying. At what point does it become harassment? And and is there is there are there no women anymore who are playing coy and playing hard to get? Could it not be that the, the guy oh. is getting kind of mixed signals, and he's like, okay, she just wants me to try harder. <laughs> Could you not think that? I guess, yeah. All right, it depends on how she says it. You know, like, does she say, no, not interested? Then move on with your life, man. Right. But yeah, if she kind of laughs, like, oh, you... no, I don't think so. Well, I, think. I don't know. I don't know. Right. And you ask again, well, I don't know. I shouldn't. <laughs> Should I? I've got a boyfriend, but I don't like him that much. Uh oh. Whoa. Uh-oh. He just got an opening. Well, you got, okay. Now he's got an opening. <laughs> oh, Boy. And obviously, there are creepy guys who would follow a woman Jeffy. from train to train and hassle her for, yeah, I mean, obviously, and <laughs> hassle her for a phone number. But I, I think in most of these cases, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a guy trying to get a date with a girl. Mm-hmm. You can't even do that anymore. Really something. Mm. You also can't be a kindergartner anymore. Wait, what? Modesto parents are upset that their five-year-old son's pretend play resulted in him being suspended from school. And uh, they want the disciplinary action removed from his permanent record. What did he do? Jackson Riley attends the Great Valley Academy Public Charter School in Modesto. He was suspended for a day for making terrorist threats. Uh, Oh, no. Uh, Jackson's father, Ian Riley, 
told the uh, local newspaper he got a call from the school saying the kindergartner had refused to take off his backpack. And when the teacher asked him why, he said, because there's a bomb in it that would explode if I take it off. Oh, stop. No. Wait a minute, man. <laughs> now, if you're a teacher at this school and this five-year-old tells you that, and you know the five-year-old, you've had him in school this whole year and maybe before that. Okay. And he's a kindergartner and he's never been a problem. Do you believe he's just playing around? He's saying something funny. It's something actually kind of cute for a five-year-old boy. No. Or do you believe that there's a chance he actually has a bomb in his backpack, and if he takes it off, he's going to blow up? Shut up. This is just, can we use <laughs> common sense? Wait, can we profile in this story? Is that no? No, we can't do that? I guess not. Okay. I, I mean, I think the kid is just a regular kid. Like What state? Uh, let's see. Where did this happen? Modesto, it's California. Oh, okay. Very well. Riley said he was asked to pick up Jackson, who would be given a one-day suspension. I said, I'll come get him, but I'm not sure what a suspension is going to do for my five-year-old kid. They said, well, it's what we have to do. (laughs) Because they can't use common sense. Because you know they've got a zero-tolerance policy. Oh, yeah. I I love the zero-tolerance policies. We used to talk about this in Houston all the time. Mm -hmm. They had zero-tolerance policies, and people would be suspended from school and sent to A school which is alternative school. I mean, in some in one case at least that I can remember, a straight-A student, an honor roll, uh, somebody who was on track to be valedictorian or salutatorian at, at her high school, was kicked out of school and had to go to alternate school because she carried an envelope opener that was uh, from South Korea. It was part of, her, part of their uh, heritage where they, they handed down this South Korean uh, letter opener from generation to generation, and she just happened to forget about it and lift it in her backpack, and it was at school. She didn't threaten anybody with it. Mm. She wasn't wielding it. She wasn't trying to hurt anyone. Mm. But they found it in her backpack in some search that they do, and she was kicked out. She was expelled from school. Straight-A student, upstanding student. They'd never had any problem with her. They couldn't use common sense. Mm. I mean, it's, I, I, that's that's just hurting kids. I got another one for you out of Atlanta about 15 years ago. A girl was suspended. I mean, hardcore suspension for carrying a Tweety Bird keychain to school. The chain, since chains are forbidden, was all of two inches long. Well, but it says chain. I'm sorry. The policy says chain. No chains. Oh my gosh, I can't take it. Then you had the kid, the uh, kid who was helping his parents or his grandparents or yeah. somebody move from one place to another and he had a pickup truck mm-hmm. and a knife get this a butter knife no fell out of a box that he was transporting a butter knife a butter knife was on the floorboard of his truck outside the school mm-hmm. well a school parking lot monitor found it with this keen eye <laughs> realized the threat Barney from that guy and he was suspended from school he was suspended from school because a butter knife was on the floorboard of his truck and they have a zero tolerance weapons policy. No sure. knives, no guns. And they couldn't they couldn't think, well, it's a butter knife. It fell out of his car. He was moving his you know, family mm-hmm. over the weekend. Yeah. No, they can't think that. They can't do that. It's a zero tolerance. We can't we can't tolerate your butter knife. What if you came into the halls of this school and buttered it? <laughs> what if you buttered the whole school with your wow. butter knife? That would be pretty cool, actually. I want to see that. <laughs> Just, I mean, literally, the security guard, right? 
Can you not just use, I mean, literally, I just want an ounce of common sense anymore. It's a butter knife! Is it gonna jump out of the truck and just start stabbing people randomly? No, but it could butter things. It could butter. What if it jumped out of the truck and started started buttering buttering things? Yeah, yeah, I don't don't even know. I mean, before you know it, the library is humanity survives that attack. Greased up, down the halls. Good point. Mm -hmm. I remember when our three-year-old girl, she's 17 now, but when she was three, she buttered our dog. Whoa. Yeah, she should have been suspended from her family. But, did, you, did your dog survive the uh, buttering? But somehow we got through it. Somehow yeah. we got through Everything it. Everything okay with the dog? She lived. The, well, the dog's not there anymore. Sure. He was for quite a while. Yeah. Okay, so it had nothing to do but with But eventually he died from the buttering. <laughs> what? So wait, <laughs> it like started a really bad trajectory for yes. your dog's life? Yes. From that point on, he went slowly downhill. <laughs> And you traced it back to that. And huh? we trace it back to the wow. buttering of him. That sucks, man. Yeah, That's a terrible. terrible story. I didn't see that coming. Little brat. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Uh Sharon in West Virginia. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hi, I'd just like to make a comment about what you was said previously, mm-hmm. uh, in reference to stumbling over words. Yeah. Um, I think our president's wonderful and he can do no wrong. However, all people at one time or another do come across words they cannot pronounce or enunciate. And since it's a foreign word, he should be allowed that. Um, <laughs> yes. In reference to that, Bush did that. He never called Saddam Hussein Saddam Hussein. He called him Saddam Saddam Hussein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he did so, that on purpose. I think it was cute. And I don't see anything wrong with our president doing that. Yeah. Actually, I think because he's making an effort to do anything, it's great. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sharon. Um, Jody in Utah. Hi, yeah. you're on the place. Hi. Hi. So here's, here's for all the stupid women who can't figure out how to handle things. Okay. You memorize a phone number like animal control. Or the governor's office, or the police dispatch, not nine one one. You give that out. They're going to call that number and not give you. Well, I like that. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're under no obligation to actually give him your phone, your real phone number. Just give him a phone number, right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Now you sound like a woman who's maybe had some experience with that. Um, I've known a few creepy guys, and yeah. so, you know, and it's, you just memorize these, you have them in the back of your head, and you pull That's them great. out. Now, if he's a hot guy and he's got good manners, mm-hmm. yeah, give him your phone number. But, you know, if he's skeezy, no, 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 no. You know, that actually reminds right. Thanks, me, in, in high school, uh, there was this guy that um, that my friends knew that I didn't like, and they were at the football game, and he asked for my phone number. Uh, Come on, guys, give me, give me Keith's phone number. And so they gave him a number that was 555-whatever. And then on Monday morning... A guy was asking for your yeah, phone number? I don't know. It's football something. I don't even remember. But right. anyhow, and so on Monday morning, he came up to me. He had this little piece of paper. He's like, hey, man, I tried to call this number, you know, Rich or whoever gave me this phone number. Is this... Is it, it didn't go through. Is this your number? And I looked at him. I was like... <laughs> It's five five five. You do realize that's the universal. It's the number not they a real knew, number they use on movies. Dude, <laughs> on, noodle man. it out. Yeah, noodle it out. <laughs> uh, Jody though said something that just can't happen. Uh, huh. She said you should memorize phone numbers. Nobody does that anymore. That's right. I mean, I don't even yeah. know. I, do I even know? I don't know my my children's phone numbers. I don't. I think I know my wife's phone number of her cell phone, but mm-hmm. I don't know anybody else's phone number because you just push yep. a thing and it rings. Yep. So that's a thing of the past. I know three phone numbers still in my life. My grandmother, who's lived in the same house for over 50 years. 
Isn't that sweet? Your my, grandmother. My wife's That's cell beautiful. number. That's cute. And my home number. We actually do nice. have a home phone still, if you can believe that. Those are the only three numbers that are you, gone to my head, I can you tell you. Are you Amish? Yeah, well, you have a landline? Isn't that real? I mean, 888 It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Tomorrow should be Bill O'Reilly Day on the Glenn Beck program, too, right? Uh, they talked to him on Tuesday because his new book was released. I don't know, Killing Something or Someone or a whole... I think he's killing an entire country now. Uh, I think we've covered a couple of countries Giant, now. He's just out of control <laughs> with his murderous spree. He's probably using a butter knife, too. Can we stop the serial killing of Bill O'Reilly? Please, by all that is holy, how many people have to die... How many people have to die before this man has made enough money? How many people oh, Pat, it's okay, man. must die? How many? Probably a few more because he, he's just making so, so much money. It's like a printing press. It's a, it's a money printing press for him. <laughs> I remember when uh, Glenn was writing a book a week and uh, O'Reilly said, can you cut back on the books? And now it's him that's doing the same thing. It's just, it's got to stop. Uh, 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Let's go to James in Montana. James, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how you doing, Pat? Doing good. Um, I'm in Montana, not too far from Helena. Oh, where? Where do you live? Uh, Phillipsburg. You ever heard of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've driven yeah. by it. I don't think I've ever been in it, but I've driven well, past it. Well, by some time. We have a whole 900 people here. All right. Hey, I was... Uh, always wonder what the big deal about getting suspended was. I got suspended in junior high school, and I remember heading on my bicycle over to the variety store, and I bought some wax lips and some Adam Sandwich bubblegum trading cards, and I had a wonderful day. Oh, so the what's memories. the big deal about this? The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> memories. Well, when it goes, it's such a big deal now because, especially in these Texas schools, uh, what goes on your record is, is huge to these kids because they think it's going to end their college careers and so when they've been suspended or kicked out of school and wind up in an alternative school uh it it looks bad on the record and they don't get into the school they want um appreciate the call james that that wasn't the case for me in montana i mean in montana when i grew up it's like if you can get into any school after this good luck i mean i we don't i mean you just (laughs) now it's like you have to get into the not just a school, the best schools. Hmm. You have to go to an Ivy League school. You have to go to Rice. You must go to Stanford if you want any chance in life. That's kind of what they drill into these kids now. Were you caught with a butter knife when you were in school? I was not. I never took a butter knife to wow. school. You were a goody two-shoes. I really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. And, and I'll tell you another thing. Had I taken a butter knife, I don't think anybody would have panicked. <laughs> if I would have taken a butter knife to school... Like what it was said, what, are you, that belongs in the cafeteria. Right. Did you did you take that from the cafeteria? Wait a minute, were you threatening to butter us, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Go to homeroom. You've got you've got suspension, my friend. <clears throat> and by the way, I'm down to my high school, uh, my original high school, for any reliance on a decent football season. <laughs> The Packers have already been beaten. I'm going to BYU check is having the worst year in about 40 years. 
And so only my my <laughs> high school, <laughs> Capital High in Helena, Montana, is unbeaten at four and zero right now. I'm checking mine right now, brother. <laughs> unbeaten at four and zero. They're my my last Ooh. best hope to have any fun this football season. Yeah, my my alma mater is two and zero. What do you think of that? Uh, and your alma is that Georgia then? Yeah, that'd be the Walton Raiders in Marietta, Georgia. Two and zero. Woohoo! Uh, you know what's interesting? Oh, they outscored their opponents 158 to 80. Well, I might wow. be following them. Hmm? What's interesting now today is it, when I was in school, when I played high school football, we were lucky to play the teams in our state. Well, I mean, most, you know, when you're in a bigger city, you play the crosstown teams. You play all the teams that are in your area, and then you play a district, and then you play uh, the state. Well, in Montana, there were only two schools at the most per city at that time. So, like, you'd play your crosstown rival, which was Helena High, and then you'd go to Great Falls, you'd go to Billings, you'd go to these other, mm-hmm. and some of sometimes they're they're four hours away. Well, now these schools are playing national schedules. Right? Have you noticed that? Yeah, and they get on ESPN playing somebody four states away. Yeah. I don't know how they afford it. I don't know how it's <laughs> arranged. I don't know how they have the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was looking at one of the schools. Uh, on Max Prep the other day okay. while I was checking out high school football. And they played six out-of-state teams on their schedule. Whoa! Six! And who? what school was this? Uh, okay. I'm not going to remember Well, I right know now. how they're affording this, by the way, and it's called your property taxes. That's how these schools are affording everything they could possibly ever want. And because it's football, nobody complains. And there you have that. Because football's sacred. Mm-hmm. Especially in Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're playing teams, when you're in California and you're playing teams from Florida and you're going to Las Vegas and you're going uh, to New York and you're going to play these other national power high school teams, I, that's a really, that's amazing. That's something that used to be, that was a college experience. You know, you don't play a national schedule in high school, but now they do. Now they do. And now we build them palaces in mm-hmm. in Texas as well. And then they're probably doing this all over the country. But uh, I, I've mentioned before, there's a school in in Texas that is a mile from, it's a mile long from one end to the other. It's a freaking mile long. Good grief, man. <laughs> and that's, where is this school? And it's got two swimming pools in it. It's yeah. got a natatorium. I didn't even know what a natatorium was. Oh, boy. When I was in high school. <clears throat> a natatorium. Is that a place that stores gnats? <laughs> Wait. No. I just thought of a problem for that school that's a mile-long campus. South Lake High School in suburban Dallas uh-huh. has two campuses. <laughs> uh, th- that's... That's again. That's a college thing. That's not a high school thing. That's got to be a process to lock two campuses to lock that school down when there's a butter knife on the loose. Though, think about that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. Can you imagine? That could take a while. Can you imagine? And you know the stadiums here are outrageous. It's like fifteen thousand people. Uh, Katy, Texas, just built a new stadium that's seventy million dollars. Seventy million dollar football stadium. I and I. I mean. Initially, they were going to seat 20,000, but that bond didn't pass because I think that was a $90 million bond. Wait a minute. And they whoa, said, whoa. no, we're not going to do that. But okay, we'll do your 15,000 seat stadium and that'll be 70 million. Yeah, that's fine. Wait, that's a thing that's happened before where a bond didn't pass? Uh, seriously. And not while I was there, of course. <laughs> I mean, come 
Come on, man. Not while I was there. Because I mean, it's like I feel while like, I was there, if there was a bond, all the signs yeah, everywhere you yeah. went in Katy, Texas, were support your children, support the children, vote yes <laughs> yeah. on the seventeen billion dollar bond, <laughs> support the children. I mean, that's not supporting the children. Right. The children can go to school where they're going to school now. Well, what if they have to be in a temporary facility? Oh, well, I had to. But they have to walk outside to get to the trailer, man. So can my stupid kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, you consider it a victory if the bond that you're against as a taxpayer passes with less than 60% of the vote. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that you consider, wow, we Katie, almost did it. I think Katie has had like... They've had a bond a year for about 38 years, and one of them didn't pass. Mm. <laughs> it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. All right, we're going to have some fun tomorrow. I think we're going to do the, uh, we've been threatening the misunderstood lyric thing all week. I think we'll bust that out tomorrow. Woohoo! We'll see you then on Pat Gray Unleashed.